The wall is distracting the fuck out of me. Get ready for Deadbeat Radio. Welcome back to Deadbeat Radio. Oh, I love them Thunderbirds. Thank you for joining us again. This is uh, our second episode here of Deadbeat Radio. We appreciate you coming back with us. Uh, got a fun time playing one of my, I'd say favorite comics, but I'll be honest, one of my favorite people here tonight, Waylon Whiskey's joining us. Waylon, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing phenomenal. Awesome. And as St. always, Patrick's Day it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's fun. We haven't we haven't recorded on a holiday yet. Nope. And as always, the Chewbacca to my Han Solo. What's up, Behind dude? the board, Mr. Terry. How you doing, Terry? <laughs> he does doing good, Chewbacca. doing good. Just got done with J&B's DLC and nice. ready for some deadbeat. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, I was talking video games with the guys out back. I'm sure they get sick of talking shop because I'm coming in. I'm leaving work, so I'm all video game hyped. So, But, uh, you know, we talk about whatever here. Video games come up, video games come up. But uh, it is St. Patrick's Day, so that's going to be fun. Uh, that's actually one of the things I want to talk about. Um, so... Just while we're mentioning it here, uh, Waylon, I, I like to get you know just your opinion on just random shit, and then we'll get into talking about you. <laughs> I've got opinions. Uh, I know that's why I was so happy. To, you're such a kindred spirit um, in more ways than one, and we'll get into all that. But you know, yeah. most comics don't share our lifestyle. We're old married farts, and that makes a big difference. And, exactly. Uh, you know, these young kids are like, "You guys can't." No, no, I can't. Look, I get out of the house X amount of times. That's all the tickets I get, and I spend them wisely. So you know, I can't. I can't. We've been around it. enough to actually know what the term adulting means. Exactly. You know, it's like exactly. Like, oh, hashtag adulting. Like, oh. I I'm eating rotten noodles this week well, because I had to pay my power bill. I I like, that's not adulting, you. asshole. No. That's the consequences of sucking at adulting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got news for you. If you use it as a verb, you don't know how to do it. And uh, that's that's it's like really I'm adulting because I pay seven different kinds of fucking insurance. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I've I've got like, you know, a pistol mag full of insurance bullets. And I know how to schedule five people to nine things with one car in two-hour time span. So right? you work with a bunch of clowns? Uh, no, that that's work? what it's – We, my, my wife and I share a car, and oh, so we have yeah. two kids. She has tons of medical uh, stuff to go to. I have work. They each have school, this, that, and the other. And so trying to coordinate it, you have to have a – Rommel-esque level of strategy. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, you to be able to be like, okay, you go here, 9 o'clock, 9.30, you'll be back here, then we go here, and I go, I take you on the way, I need a Pop-Tart and a Red Bull, we must stop. You know, like, you have to plan all that <laughs> in a way that, again, these guys don't get it. And you're like, hey, man, I get it. You're young, you're single, you take care of you and your cat. Well, I got news for you. And I you got, fail at it. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I got two cats, a turtle, a lizard, a rabbit, two kids, a wife, myself, and a ton of shit to do, and none of us are dead yet so hang in there and let me know when you catch up uh, i guess i gotta back off of that judgment a little bit because i did I've, I've got a chameleon and i lost it losing a chameleon like in the house or no, it died? in the woods okay yeah imagine that losing a chameleon in the thing what god designed it to not get found in it's almost like you didn't find it we got um, another one though they're replaceable did, still children for that matter. Yeah. Oh, totally. Here's here's my my question about that is: Were you taking it for a walk? What were you out? Yeah. Did you and the chameleon go just like smoke a joint out by the back of the house? Like, why were you in the woods with the chameleon? I wasn't. My wife. It's it's her chameleon. She loved the Got chameleon. It. She made. She's built these like chameleon Disneylands, both inside and 
although I said this was probably a bad idea, she created an outside enclosure Got that it. wasn't all the way enclosed. It was like an island of foliage and crap in the middle of a big kiddie pool. So thinking, okay, the chameleon can't climb the kiddie pool. She never thought, maybe if I'm not right there with it, the chameleon will be like, you know what? I'm knocking this friggin' tree over, and I'm going to climb my way out onto yeah. the back porch, onto a tree, into the, the woods behind our house. She made a lizard garden. Yeah. And, and one then of the plants escaped. I was downstairs. She came downstairs with the chameleon outside. And then I hear from upstairs when she goes back, you know, her screaming that the chameleon's gone. Named Gollum because he was a dick. The chameleon nice. bit. Nice. He was the most hateful little thing. Nice. And so I'm all night. I spent the night climbing trees, you know, looking for a biting chameleon. <laughs> I was the like, image is amazing. Every like, I don't have to buy another Valentine's Day card for the no, rest of my fucking life. Your deposit is is it's like I'm paid. She's like, what are we doing for Val chameleon? I, tr- I climbed a tree. I don't climb. I'm old. I don't climb. I've not climbed trees since I was 10. I didn't do it then. I was a lazy kid. I climbed every damn no, tree. In, no. in the poison ivy, spiders all over me. I literally was cutting limbs off the tree mm. to get down and look through them. Mm. I did that for like three days before I finally was like, you know what? I'm buying you another damn chameleon. Yeah. Uh, so that's actually funny. We um we have a, a you know normal pets. We have our cat and stuff. And we have a couple rescues. My son found a turtle once. Yeah. It wakes me up. You know, we were living in an apartment. He's like, Daddy, 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 oh, Daddy, 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 I found a turtle, 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 Daddy, Daddy, turtle, turtle. And I'm like, five minutes and a cigarette. We'll talk. <laughs> I go outside, and there it is just chilling. And it is in more danger than another. Like, we'll turn it back or leave it alone. It's like, nah, man, I, I know the Ed, Ed, and Eddie kids that live in this complex. Nah. So we took it in. He named it Hawk, which is a perfect name for a turtle if you're right. five. Um, turned out to be a girl, so this is awesome, and she's great. We we she's actually an awesome pet. We never thought about. It. We have built her a little enclosure. Um, they don't escape. Actually, she does climb occasionally, but so um, any any living thing can. Yeah, escape. yeah, and she has on a small scale, but she's cool. She comes when you call her. She'll take you know night crawlers and and crickets out of your hand, and she's awesome. So low low maintenance pet. I'm all down with that. Right. Well, this last year, that was my son was five. My daughter was about a year at that time. So we've had a hawk forever. She's going to outlive us all because that's what turtles do. Like literally, she will inherit the house. That's what we're going to leave it to. We're going to leave everything to hawk. Well, we have to wait for my parents to die to leave it to us first. But after yeah, that, you, you we're going to end up. assets to leave them. Yeah. I'm going to write that, you know, it goes to the kids, but most likely it'll end up to the turtle. Um, <laughs> I wonder what and, a turtle legal status is. Uh, I don't know. The vet said she was a pretty turtle full of spunk. So I don't know what uh, she had has passed that and um this year or i guess last year my kids caught a little blue-tailed skink yeah yeah you know what i'm talking about fast yeah yeah and i don't i don't fuck with them like but they caught one lizzie the lizard (laughs) and we didn't have a cage we basically put her in like a rubbermaid tote (laughs) and um we weren't good to her not like on purpose just how do you care for lizard we've done a lot of research now um well you confused the hell out of it because you could you imagine as a human being dropped in a rubbermaid tote yeah, yeah, it's, it was. You don't it was understand bad. what's going on at all. Well, one day, Lindsay and the kids were gone somewhere, and I found a dead Lizzie, and I was like, "Shit, I don't want to do this." Well, our cats had been fucking with a thing, so I literally like pushed it over in the floor and was like, "The cats got it." And when they came home, I was like, "Guys, I got bad news." <laughs> Mater and Salem, that's a cats, have finally got to Lizzie. She's loose in the house somewhere. 
there's a good chance we'll never find her. I didn't want to crush him, right. but I wanted to be honest, you know? And I was like, and like, give him some, like, let her know it's gone, but I didn't want him to. So, I was so like, you did what good parents do. Yeah, I lied. Lie. But just, <laughs> just to write him out. And I was like, hey, she's loose in the house. You know, I, I can't find her. I came home. The cage was knocked over. It had to be the cats. Good luck. So I go downstairs, sit there, fire up a joint, play some video games. I was like, good dad. I'm good. I got this. <laughs> and uh, a little while later, if you have kids, you understand this sound. There's a sound of the door ripping open and voices exploding at once. And, yeah, and before you can home. actually even register, so you're like, you have that first moment of like, who's kicking on my goddamn door? But so they come tearing in. We found her. We found her. We found her. I was like, no. They found it. I was like, <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> my wife comes in, hands cupped, the. I fucking hate you look like we all know. She was like, <laughs> we found her. And my kids are like, she must have got something to eat. She's bigger now. And my, my, my one son was like, he got in a fight too. She's got a scar on her side. And I was like, mm-hmm. So we dropped her in the Rubbermaid tote instantly. And you can see it's a total different lizard. And I was like, wow, she made it outside. Good, good, good job, guys. <laughs> Baffled, right? At this point, we do some research. We get her an aquarium. Um, fix her up and she's she's cool I, honestly it's one of those pets where you're like this is dumb like a fish you're like they're cool but they're dumb yeah she's actually cool she'll take like she'll run up your finger she'll take crickets out of your hand she knows the sound of her cricket dish like and you don't think about you think the dogs and cats know the sound right she fucking knows we'll get they keep it in that like cake container that <laughs> one corner open <laughs> you know that one and so, so the container sounds like a methed out Donald. Oh Trump. yeah, you're trying to open this fucking plastic and try to pop that piece, and you can't. Anyway, so they keep the crickets in there, and and she will she, out of nowhere she'll be buried because that's what they do, and you'll start to get that thing open, and you get a little pair of roach clips and reach in there and grab one, and she comes running up, and she's you can see it in her face. She's like, oh, I'm gonna get a cricket, oh, I'm gonna get a cricket, and you're like, wow, you actually have lots of personality, like you're you're fun, and so. <laughs> I, I turned out to get kind of attached to a little lizard. I didn't expect to, but uh, and my kids think she's some kind of massive fighter who made it outside the house and whipped some other lizard ass. <laughs> we haven't told him yet. And obviously ate that lizard to get bigger. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, apparently. That's how legends and yeah. religions are born. Yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, um, something I wanted to ask you about was um, your thoughts. Today's St. Patrick's Day. To me, I'm, it's not a real holiday in my book. I'm not one of those guys. I don't care. I don't know. I, I, uh, I, it the entire I mean, like, island of Ireland is going to fight you. Well, I mean, for me. Like, I get it. For for somebody, you know, it's like... It's, it's Irish. It's just I, as much yeah. as any Jewish holiday. Like, good for you. I, I know nothing about it. Right. I don't... I know that, you know, I can eat a latke, but I'm not... I like a latke. I'll take it, but I'm not, you know, going out of my way. So, St. Patrick's Day to me is just one of those Cinco de Mayo holidays that means something to somebody, not me. Go for it. Right. I'm not that guy. I'll eat some corned beef and yeah. drink a green beef. Actually, but I don't like with those two beer. examples for for uh, 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 this case, both have a real meaning that is extremely misunderstood, misinformed, oh, long yeah. lost. But they have a parody counterculture that is celebrated widely. I don't care for either side. I mean, I don't hate either side, but I just I like I'm not I'm I'm too old to be in that. I just I don't go out and party and drink. I like tacos and beer, you know. And I I love a good you know. Irish food, give me some scotch eggs, whatever, and again, it's, I'm good. But, like, I just, I don't book time off from work and go drink till I vomit. It's just not me. Right. And uh, 
But the, the, the cheese ball side of both of those is the, the you know, the big sombreros and the blankets on Cinco de Mayo. St. Patrick's Day, it's the Irish beards. Over and the, I'm the, stereotyping, yeah. In our world, you, you, like me, <laughs> come from another time. You know, we are, I, I called us earlier, two redneck dinosaurs. Redneck dinosaurs. We, we come from a different time where this stuff wasn't considered, and now it is with, with cultural appropriation. That's... I don't. I don't. Nothing I don't buy into considered. it. People just no. did things, and it was fun and stupid. And yeah. I'm not. And honestly, I don't know that that's a good thing. You know, I don't call it political correctness just because you decide to be polite to people other than those that look just like, yeah. <laughs> just like you. I'm. I'm one of those people. Again, being who I am, being you know somebody who goes against the grain of most comics and most of my friends politically, religiously. Um, I I'm still intelligent, and I still you know have enough sense to be like I don't know that I'm right. This is what I believe, you know. Right. And so, in this case too, with like the culture appropriation thing, which I typically really don't believe in. To me, it's like I see a Native American jacket, and I go, "That's a cool jacket," and I want to wear that style and go check out my fringe leather jacket, <laughs> yeah. right? Which, as you know, I own a leather fringe yes, jacket. Yes, you do. Um, yeah, I thought you took that. it off the corpse of Warrant. No, 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 dude, it was my dad. Back in '88. Um, <laughs> no, this, we're talking '68. This was like, this is like Davy oh, Crockett. Wow. It's, uh, yeah, my yeah. dad. My dad's first wife gave it to him as a gift, and I have it now because my mom hated it. And it's my an heirloom. Dad, yeah, I love it. I love. It. I used to sleep in it as a kid, like a blanket. But anyway, um, being again an intelligent person and somebody who goes against the grain, I'm smart enough to put those together and go, look, you know, I get it. I, you know, like don't. To me, and I, I will use the word that I guess is still is outlawed, wigger. To me, right? Uh, is that one bad? Did, did you lose that by association? I think we should. I mean, like if if that's a a, a wait. So you're saying you would consider yourself said wigger? No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, can we still use that word? Is since by association, it's a word we can't use anymore. I feel like I got called it a lot in high school. Okay, because I think I was um, one, so okay. I feel like I can. Yes. Okay, right on. All right, then you were the perfect Terry. Then we're we're getting you in on this. Obviously, I'm, so, I'm wearing a backwards New York Yankees right. hat and still wearing Jordan. Right on. I haven't shaken it yet. And, so. and again, there are there are good people who are white who like hip hop and enjoy the culture. But then yeah. there's the cheese ball, not another teen movie parody version that really exists. I worked in malls too long not to tell you they really exist oh yeah so we'll use them as the ultimate market targeted right too exactly so we'll use them as like the ultimate bad example in this case and say look there's a stereotype are they making fun of the black culture maybe maybe that again that that they're appropriating it that that okay which you know it's like that's also how they make a ton of money off of it and and exactly and so in that case the people that claim cultural appropriation that example I, i get I get. Do I agree? Maybe not, but I understand. But, and then there are just again people that grew up Eminem, for example, who grew up in that community. Hey, this is what I like. You know, um, in, a black man who likes country. That's something that's not expected. But there are black men, women who grow up in a southern country atmosphere, listen to country music, and then go, "I like that. I'm going to do that too." Absolutely. And that happens too. And is that cultural appropriation? No, that's somebody honoring your roots. Yeah. You know, Led Zeppelin wasn't well, black cotton picking and blues folks are from almost the, the south. same thing. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And so you take a Led Zeppelin, they're not cotton pickers, but from Mississippi, but their songs were blue songs that were wrote by those people who yeah. were in that field writing that song. Is that no? So I'm I'm to the smart side on both. Is, is shit like St. Patrick's Day? Like, is it? Do we ignore it because it's white? Do is it? Is it one of those things where nobody gives a shit? But like, I does think that it's count? one of those things that nobody gives a shit. Should I think they? That, that's up to them, man. You know, it's like someone not giving a shit. That's great. Someone giving a whole lot of a shit. That's great. It 
It's what's the consequences. What are you trying to enforce? If you you getting upset about it, hey man, that's that's fine. But if you're going to try to affect other people's opportunities to do it because it hurt your feelings, I, I kind of have an issue with that. You know, yeah. it's like the yeah. First Amendment. It's to protect free speech. It's protect freedom of expression and even you know people gathering, but. It doesn't protect you from each other, just the government. You're not protected from the consequences. Right. You're protected for the right to be stupid. You know, as long as they want to have St. Patrick stuff, if people show up, then they're going to keep having them, and they should be able yeah. to. And if I, people stop because they're offended, well, you know what? They'll stop having St. Patrick's if, Day. If they're I making agree. money, they're not going to stop. I exactly. I mean, so. But I, I, for me personally, I'm agreeing with the go do it. But I do think if you guys are going to get mad because a little white girl dresses as Moana for Halloween, you guys ought to be stepping up and going, hey, this shit ain't right, too. That's my That, that would be my thing to it is like, hey, I'm not the one to say it. But if you are going to say that that's wrong, you better say this wrong, too. Here's like The way I feel about that is it requires the people that are that it's targeting to get offended yeah. before the offense yeah. really freaking I matters. True. I think it's true. You know, like, yeah. I'm sorry if, if I get really offended, you know, about how poorly Eskimos are being treated. I don't, it don't, no one gives a shit. Mainly because it's right. Eskimos, but also because it, I ain't an Eskimo. That's why we can make fun of the Amish because they're not listening. So exactly. we can we can really um, and they have really the Amish beard. I, I don't trust. There's something about like the the beard on the bottom and shaved on the top. It's like well that 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 is effort. Un, I don't understand it and I don't like it. I just want to say their heads. I, I know it's only episode two, but you are the first person to bring up beards. And I'm going to go, I'm going to take this because this is a subject I know something about. <laughs> um, as I am currently 63rd in the world, you can see my act to get the whole story, but that's okay. And I do grow, I think, a nice beard. And today, by the way, I'd like to say. Are you having a good beard day? It's its third birthday. Three years today, last time I ever shaved. Oh, yeah. So oh, okay. You shared that on Facebook well, today. Yeah, I, saw that. I did. I got to get a three-year picture because I've been progress and growth. But, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I cut got off. a growth chart. I did every month for the first year, and then I did, like, a, a year, and then, like, three months, a year, and six months, a year, and nine months for the second year. For third year, I did uh, the year, the half a year, and then the, so for this <laughs> this coming, I, I'll just probably do one for the year. But, um Three years today. Happy birthday! It's a we've we've grown Does very it blow attached. Blow out a candle or something? Uh, no, no, you don't. Candles are not bad. No, no, no. That's that's bad. You don't want to do that. But the the whaler or the Donegal or the Amish, as it's called, the the beard, huge popular category in in bearding competitions. It's called world. a whaler. Yeah, though, because it's uh again, it's a style. Once that, again, don't like it. It doesn't. It, I, don't I don't either. Trust it because um, they're they've got whaler beards. and I they have, live in Pennsylvania. Screw that. Yeah, I have um, tons of friends who um, compete in that category, and it's just not my thing. It's it's one of those things like freestyle and bearding where they do the crazy styles. I get it, <laughs> yeah. and you do you, but it's just not my thing. Um, I don't like the whaler or the Donegal or whatever you want to call it. I like Donegal. I think that's oh, St. Patty's Day. We'll call it the Donegal for today. Um, they all now again. There are beard nerds who go, well, actually, the Donegal is shaped this way, where the whaler. So, but they're all typically considered the same as uh, uh, standard, you know, competing uh, vegans. Yeah, exactly. We're we're hair vegans. Yeah, that's what it is. But um, it's a huge. I would say honestly, 
And there's a huge fight between whalers and broom lips uh, in the bearding community. Jesus Christ. Uh, it's like Bloods and Crips. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Whalers <laughs> and... They uh, have a battle rap. Yeah, whalers. Democrats. And it's, it's just friendly. The community's a great community. I have to say, honestly, it's the least toxic. Now, it happens. There are toxic things that happen. But it's the least toxic social um, scene I've ever been a part of. People are cool. Everything's, you know, pretty straight. It's charity-based functions, so I think that's a big one. But I can't get into the whaler. I, I know a lot of guys that do it. It does nothing for me, man. I can't do it. So, yeah. And I, here's my thing with that, with the Amish. When they get married, they grow a beard. That's the that's why they do it, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So if you see an Amish guy with a beard. Now, I'm, I'm not 100%. You may want to look this up, Terry. I'm not 100% sure. But I, I'm... 99% sure that when you get married, much like the Hindu dot, you know, uh, the red dot implies you're married or a certain style of the red dot says you're married. I right. Um, I've never learned how to read the dots. I, I don't either, but I know that's a thing. Well, with the Amish, um, when you get married, you grow a beard. But my question has always been, are they taking it so literal? Does like the Bible say... Uh, <coughs> Can they trim it or is it... <coughs> like an Orthodox Jew. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But does the scripture they go to, I don't, I don't know if they're straight Bible. I don't know if they have like a, a Book of Mormon, like offshoot. Like I have no idea. I don't know if they have a spinoff like the Mormons. Yeah. You know, the Mormons are like, yeah, we like those two, but we wrote Rogue One uh, here. They actually do have a spinoff. They're called Mennonites, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah they do. Yeah. So, so um, And also, you are correct. They start growing the beard when they get married, and it's a mark of becoming a man. Got it. And But they do the no mustache. So my question <laughs> has always been, does like their scripture say, thou dost get married and grow a beard? And they were like, oh, he didn't say mustache. So just, is that the reasoning? Is, so it's like the one, uh, it's, a, it's a rebellion thing? Because, I mean, that's, that is a, you know perfect example of rebellion, <laughs> that exact idea. Yeah, I think you they do it. You didn't say I um, couldn't, so I'm doing it. That's Maybe. But I've always wondered that if that was their reasoning. So I don't know. No uh, idea. I've always thought it was strange. Um, <coughs> sorry. I, I know a lot, in a lot of the old religions, like a beard's a mainstead of it, like Islam. Yeah. Then a beard is the big thing, too. What was the thing with the Taliban? You had to have enough to make a fist and still see some of it hang out. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> What are you talking about? Oh, um, the beard. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, with the Taliban. <laughs> so, um, that would suck Americans. for Asians. <laughs> Again, I'm not 100% sure of the phrasing, but I think if, like with me, you can grab a handful and you still see a beard. Yeah. With the Taliban, that was their judgment. If you could grab a handful and and not see beard, they you I think they would kill you. I think it's beheading, if I'm not mistaken. It may not be that severe, but uh, it was hardcore, and that was the judgment. Was if you, they, how long do you get to do that? I mean, you know. I don't know. I don't know. If they're I, coming up to 12-year-olds like that, that... That's probably a terrible. I, I don't know. It's, it's Would you like to know anyway. what scripture it comes from? Yes. I do. Yeah, this has been a thing for me for years. Again, I study beards. I love beards, so this yeah. is a big thing for me. Leviticus nineteen twenty seven <laughs> sounds like a clutch song. Um, this is kind of translated. You okay. know, do not cut the hair at the sides of your head or clip off the edges of your beard. Is the translation into so that is the or, same one the orthodox. So it's the exact same one <laughs> that sent the. The, the Orthodox Jews use. Yeah. Because some, some, I know some of the more modern Orthodox Jews trim and they take it literally as no blade against the flesh so they don't shave, but they do trim with scissors. <laughs> and they, they may use plastic safety scissors. That may also be a loophole. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that no, may... I could see that. You know, that new uh, clay Ginsu blade would be a godsend. I guess, right? I guess. And, you know, that's, uh, we see a ton of the Amish at competitions. Um, Funny thing, the character is part of it. 
And so, because it's such an out, you see a lot of Santa Claus. Yeah. You see a lot of Victorian England, uh, a lot of steampunk. I can't get down with that shit. You see uh, <laughs> a lot of Western. Um, our, our club president does Western, and it's great. He does a, a full beard style mustache, and uh, he's a national champion right now. And so, he did. He does the Western. So, you see a lot of that. And then you see oddball stuff. You see, like, I've seen Davy Crockett and Redneck and, and uh, uh, a Poseidon. And so, you've seen, I see a lot of different shit and some crazy out there stuff. Anybody that can do a character, but uh, the Amish for the whaler category is huge. That's a big one. <laughs> yeah. The black hat, the green, you know, too big shirt, you know. The, so that's a big one. That's a big the one. Easter egg shirt. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't found my thing yet. I think that's why one of the reasons I'm not doing so great. I haven't found my. I've been wearing basically what I wear on stage. Yeah. So, which you know, to me is still a kind of a character. Um, uh, I do the western stat button shirts with the roses. Now my dream. My lottery purchase. You know, we all have that lottery purchase, right? Yeah. Like you go, well, I'm gonna buy a house, I'm buy my mama house, and then then we go to that next level where it's like, I'm gonna buy this car, I'm gonna buy that boat, pay for, my bills. For me, it'd be a motorcycle. Like you know, I'd go buy a motorcycle, and then you get to the dumb shit, and that's really where we separate. Is the the next level of like. I am going to buy 900 guinea pigs. I'm going to fence my porch in, and I'm going to have a guinea pig zoo. You know, or like, uh, I'm going to buy every wrestling replica belt you can have and wear a different one to work every day. Hell yeah, um, that's that's like tier five for me, by the way. But um, uh, my my next level like lottery purchase, and I, I've always wanted this, and I think it's what I need for bearding. I want a nudie suit. Not a naked suit, like you have that for free, right? A nudie tailor, a '60s country rhinestone suit. That's like, like that's that's my thing. And I don't want like like Porter Wagner at a whorehouse. I don't want like the crazy blues and purples. Uh, I want like Dwight Yoakam at a funeral, you know, (laughs) like black, maroon, few roses, little green leaf, very subtle. Uh, I just think it'd be great. You know, my wife was like, you're an idiot. I was like, no, I like when we have 10 grand to blow, that's what I'm going to blow it on. Because I've looked into it. That's one of those things, too, you scroll through, you go. That's where you're at is 10 yeah. grand. Uh, four is your minimum. You're going after you quick. Can't, unless, you, <laughs> unless you find one at, like, Goodwill that's, you know, you're that guy. But uh, a base nudie suit, even that's just a replica he makes of something he made back then, $4,000. Wow. <laughs> Custom made is 10. Right. Yeah. A, a Custom made is a basement 10. But that's what I want. And I told her, I was like, I, I will I'll do the opposite. I'll use it for comedy. I was like, I ever get a Netflix special, I'm going to come out in that rhinestone suit, and I'm going to call my special Dick Jokes and Rhinestones. And she was like, you're an idiot. I was like, it ain't going to happen, but that's how it happens in my head. Um, You know what? Let's let's dig into that. You, we, we talk about comedy and character, yeah. and I think there is no better comedy and character than Mr. Whalen Whiskey. Oh, wow. I, uh, thanks. No, I, I honestly say I'll, I'll set this interview up and, and butter you up a little bit. The second open mic I ever went to, uh, a place here in Knoxville, I came. I was nervous. I didn't know anybody because the first time, the only person I knew was Jeff Blank, who is a, a, a wonderful person to me. He brought yeah. me into comedy, and so he was the only one I knew. I met. He was there at my first open mic. He he's the one that brought me because uh, you know I, I told this last time, but um, I asked him I wanted to do it. You know, and th- th- we talked about how to. How do people, people don't know how to get into comedy. You can't go put an application. No. So you there's can't. No classes. You can take classes, yeah, but there's no classes to but, take. But you don't, people don't know, how does this work? Well, you show up, oh, Mike, you sign up, you go do it. You meet some people, you make contacts, and then you do it again, and those start to expand, and there you go. It's that easy? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the, to, to start, you know, there's more work to it. You have to work and learn how to do it. You have to be funny. And Yeah. And even past that, some funny people suck on stage. You have to hone the craft. And, um. 
uh, but people don't know you just show up and do it. So I, it's my second time. I go, and I'm, I'm so nervous. I feel like a kid in a new school. That's how it feels, you know, because you're like, I, I know probably some of these people are cool, but I, I, I'm sure they're looking at me. Oh, I'm about to shit my pants. What do I do? Do I smell? Oh, my God. You know, and, and so this thing comes to stage. <laughs> Leather jacket. Rob Zombie beat up cowboy hat. Mirrored Dale Earnhardt sunglasses. And this Sam Kinison-esque preacher just unleashes <laughs> and i sit there going i, I don't get is he i don't get this like i was, at first i was like i don't <laughs> i don't i don't i don't get it and the more i got to see you and meet you i learned but it was so different and so unique and i was just like i'm not ready to appreciate this yet. it's it's like <laughs> hearing great. yeah it was like it's like hearing some um obscure band like like hearing a tom waits for the first time that somebody letting you go i don't I don't, this is what, this is no. <laughs> and then you hear it again later and you go, oh, 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 I do. Okay. I see what, and that's what it was for me. So let's take me to the beginning of Wayland Whiskey. Where do you first get on stage? Well, uh, okay. Actually the beginning, me and some friends of mine, we're going to, I build websites, I, I build blogs, websites, all that stuff. That's what I do. That's the day job, right? Yeah. And for years, me and this crew of people We'd sit around this thing called the drunk table and just drink and tell stories. And we'd write some of them down. We had this thing called the drunk book. And one night they were like, oh, dude, we have got to do a drunk book website. And I was like, yeah, that'd be great. Then I thought, wait a second. That's that's what I do. I, I, I make websites. I'll make this happen. And I looked up drunkbook.com. It was taken. But I looked up thewhiskeychronicles.com and it was available. So okay. I bought it. And then I was like, you know, we need we could promote this and i was like we need to come up with characters that are very much like ourselves to do this and like two weeks earlier we went to the beach and i got that hat i was wearing that hat and one night i, I own was, a very similar hat i, I was very drunk and a group of locals took me around with them and i was just full-blown full tilt boogie all night and that person is who i've always turned into when i get whiskey drunk is like when I'm a relatively shy guy, but if you get me, a, you know, a few little bit of that brown liquor, and right. I, I turn in, you know, turn into a little werewolf. I'm no Stephen Hawking, rest in peace. But I see pieces of this story coming together here. And then, uh, so I was like, well, shit. You know, I came up with Whalen Whiskey, which was literally just me and a cowboy hat and sunglasses that I already had. That was what I wore all the time anyway. But then I grew a beard and started growing my mullet out. Oh, oh, I didn't. I don't remember mullet, Waylon. That must have been uh, yeah. before me. That's good. That's and, commitment. And uh, then I, um, we were going to do these real weird Van Wilder parties, like big time. And I was supposed to be the door guy. <coughs> One of the other guys was supposed to be the host. And then right before it got started, because, I mean, he was ready, but, you know, it was kind of full. We were had, we had a pretty good turnout. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I can't do this. you got to do it. And I was like, do what? So I... Cowboy hat, sunglasses. I just get up there and was just doing shot after shot after shot to get wire. And the show went great, you know, and we all, we got everybody involved. It was a great show, but I was hammered. And I was like, if I have to get that hammered every time we do one of these shows, I'm going to die. So I went to Side Splitters um, at one of their open mics, and it was actually Trey Crowder's very first time on stage. Mm. And oh, I saw him I do his guy. thing, and uh, I was like, 
holy shit, he sounds like me. He actually, his accent is way stronger than mine For naturally. Anybody I, that doesn't know, that would be Trey Crowder, also known as the liberal redneck. He's making the rounds, and we'll get into that, some of that later. But uh, a wonderful person, and uh, I can only imagine oh, he's seeing great. him his first time. Yeah, and yeah. he was good that oh, very first time. he's been great all along. And uh, so I was like, okay, if I can do stand-up, then I can do these little stupid shows. And yeah. I always loved stand-up and was kind of a student of the game. And I was like, you know what, screw it. I'm going to go as the character. I already had business cards and T-shirts and all of that stuff for God that damn. character. And it really, the base idea is like, I'm going to get famous as Whalen Whiskey so that I can have my own barbecue sauce. It was really, it, the whole thing is I want fucking barbecue sauce with my face on it. So I was like, shit, I'll be a stand-up comedian. That's really not the best. In, it, usually you need to be like, I love stand-up, not I love barbecue sauce. But you know what? It's fucking work. I disagree. Work. Megadeth has an entire career built on spite. So how is a comedy <laughs> career built on barbecue sauce really that big a stretch? It works. I mean, well, honestly. And the very next open mic, I showed up. I wrote my little six-minute set. And, you know, I struggled at first, but then I got into it and kind of crushed for a minute. You know, it it went really well, and I was just bit by the bug. And then me and Trey got friends, and the whole Black Liver Society thing started. And, you know, the rest is... Black Liver basically the evolution of the whiskey, whatever it is, dot com? Is that basically where we go from there? Yeah, well, the Whiskey Chronicles thing, that's also... You know, if I does that still exist? It I've still in the domain name. Ooh. We're working on rebuilding it as something else, more of a blog, possibly with a podcast. Nice. The same thing with the Black Liver Society. The Black Liver Society originally was my idea for a alcoholic trip advisor. Okay, like I was one. Oh, you know, I can people can give reviews on bars, and you know, people will have a membership to it, and it'll be great. And then I started Dick's Last Resort for travel. For travel, yeah, exactly. I get it. No, that's perfect, perfect. And uh, I love that shit. Then we decided to make it more of a just comedy website, and for a few years we had a blast. Almost had our own sitcom. You I guys mean, were doing that when I started, so yeah. that's where I came into it. I I, I remember seeing um, a couple of the videos. I loved them right away. Corey Ryan Forrester, again one of the well-read guys, absolutely hilarious. Um, I I had met Drew actually at um uh, an open mic so i'd met drew saw you the other two like trey yeah and again my DJ favorite lewis. dj lewis yeah i actually remember messaging you I he's think, right rapping away. now he's doing know, like country rap mess Dude, it's awesome skinny know, not to not talk inside baseball but dj lewis is a comedian slash rapper out of chickamauga or chickamauga he, georgia yeah, yeah and i know he does a lot of chattanooga open mics so if anybody in this list of chattanooga and you see that name go see a show he was in the black liver society in the videos and the one i remember so much was um the god's and he played, he played the devil. <laughs> he plays the devil. Yeah, oh, my God. my hat, too. It was like, and it's, it's, take that. Yeah, and it's just, it was just, Trey was like, who the hell is he? And why is he here? And DJ was like, oh, oh. <laughs> and it was, it had this, I know this sounds awful, but if you go back to the roots, when it, when it started, it had this feel to it. It had this jackass feel. Yeah. And you know, when jackass started, it was something Except beautiful. without the weird stunts, because none right. of us want an alligator But the nuts. personalities. If you really, um, for those of you who don't know, Jackass actually started doing skate videos for CKY. Um, basically, you had Johnny Knoxville who did basically, and a lot of videos that he did became Jackass season one. Yeah. I don't know if you know that. Um, I first knew of him working at the Underground right. where we worked together. Waylon and I worked together like 100 years ago. Didn't know it. Didn't, I didn't even know. Didn't know, he know each other. Bouncers. <laughs> we were bouncers. <laughs> and um, we had a DJ who was friends with Johnny Knoxville and would show his videos. DJ Storm, right? Yeah, would show his videos. He was a great guy. Would show his videos before the club would get filled up. And I was always like, 
what the fuck is this? <laughs> so I knew of Johnny Knoxville, not to be hipster about it, but he's just a guy that, that had broke free and was not on Not to be a, hipster about it, but let me be hipster about well, it. Well, <laughs> again, it's not like everybody in town didn't know who he was. Right. I just didn't. I didn't come from Knoxville. I'd moved to Knoxville. He hadn't blown up yet. He was working for Big Brother, and he was doing videos for Big Brother for Larry Flint, which, yeah. to be honest, if I had the chance to work for Larry Flint, I, I'd leave tonight. If Larry Flint called me right now and was like, hey, hey, I need you to fly out right now. Like, I would be like, all right, uh, Terry shows yours I'm out right uh, uh, but anyway. he dead no I thought he was dead no he just like, no. he like should be like, but he's not um, he's really old yeah and crippled and fucked up and a pervert but a genius but he's and, been that since the 70s I mean how long can you be crippled he is a patriot that man is a first amendment fighter to the with no comedy I agree I, I agree mean, dude do you know that he has sent a copy of Hustler to Congress every member of Congress for the entire year, every year it's over public because they can't turn down mail. Your your local congressman cannot turn down mail. That's and Larry awesome. Flint has sent every issue ever made to every sitting congressman <laughs> ever. Because he's like, it can't stop me. So uh, he's, uh, and you know, he, he really did come up with a lot of what we do is due to Larry Flint. Where's parody? You know, where can you draw the line? He he fought for parody laws because he would do these parody ads in Hustler. Right. And I'm not gonna lie, I like titties and seventies bush. So we're 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 Larry Flint fans at my house. Um for lots of reasons. Combine that with yeah. a Chinese buffet, man. I'm in heaven. Yeah. And uh, uh Johnny Knoxville was doing work for him for escape videos, and then basically everybody else on Jackass was doing the same thing for CKY. And Jeff Tremaine came along and was like why don't I put you and you together and we'll put you on MTV and we'll all be famous. And it worked. Yeah. But these core personalities had a feel to it um, that were just awesome. And so when you really look back, you see a, a punk gang of people that were just like, this is what we do. In your case, it was we record dick jokes. <laughs> right? Is that, is that More pretty like accurate? We record very fucked up ideas. <laughs> you know, it was like, because it was some of the, you know, we had one of the videos that was like a ninja and a corn dog. You know, I remember Ninja the adventures Cordo. of which, yeah, and just stuff that we very adult swim. Very, it was just yes. it was shit that while we were all messed up, we were just like, hey, what about this? And we just would talk and then try to make it happen, and we did. It was it was a lot of fun. I don't know if it was funny. It wasn't oh, yeah, that successful, but it caught my. It's how I met. Those it was my people. best six week vacation ever. Nice. I mean, it's like people complain about Adam Sandler because he has, he makes the same movie over and over again <laughs> with the same people, and yeah. it's like. Yeah. Dude, that's what. If you're not doing it that way, you're missing it. Yeah. Because I mean, working with your friends, it's like, okay, it's that's the most fun. How many bands make the same record over and over? Exactly. I mean, like, it's fun to let's do. Let's take two ACDC and the Ramones, dude. If you line up every record those two bands have ever made and splice them together, right, you'll never know where one starts and the other one stops. Um, on the highbrow side of the Adam Sandler, I love Christopher Guest mockumentaries. Okay. They're the same movie with all the same people. <laughs> exactly. I mean, like, but no, again, Adam Sandler nose down looking, you know, be like, oh, well, those are intelligent. But it's the same movie over and over with the same people. Exactly. It's yeah. always Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara and Fred Willard. And, I you mean, know, like the quality of the comedy, notwithstanding, just the act of making those mm -hmm. movies, because it's going Michael to be so Bay. much fun to make those movies. Man, that's that's exactly what we were doing, and it was the best. 
Well, that's like Stage Diver Network here. Um, they've got a great family of people, and you, you're interacting with all the same people, and you have that same thing where you, you know, and it's not me kissing the corporate quote-unquote ass. I really Dude, love these guys. Corporate? <laughs> what well, about Stage Diver Screams Corporate, Lance? Uh, hey, there, it's, there are people <laughs> in radio clock. land that it's don't know. It's the magic of illusion. We're creating that it's we're the actual. all over the wall. Yeah, we're. We're creating the illusion that we actually know what we're doing. I'm trying to sell us, <laughs> yeah. okay? I got news for you. The Iron yeah. Sheik, not a terrorist. Uh, <laughs> but he still sold that image to you. He's actually a gold-winning Olympist. Uh, but, and uh, a sociopath. Yeah, that yeah, guy's yeah, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, lost his damn mind. Hey, I love him. He's the reason The Rock says jabroni, so yeah. we owe him something for that. You know, you brought up something there um, about talking about Trey Crowder, who's again blown up, and we we've all you know met him, work for him, love him locally. He's amazing. Couldn't have known any better. So let me let me let me let me take it down a notch. All right. So working with those guys, and again, we have different lives because we we are married and, and have kids, and so we have responsibilities that are different. Watching you know friends that you work with take off, you see a band, you know, and like the Megadeth stereo. It's like Megadeth's entire career was built on spot. They were like, they fucking kicked me out. Oh, oh fuck. Exactly. So in this case, you weren't kicked out, but no, again, yeah, I was not like super that. personal. I know Trey. I've worked with Trey I, I, and all those guys, and they're great. And to be honest, uh, Corey Ryan Forrester is the funniest. So if you ever listen to this, you know, Corey, you're my favorite. I love you. All right. <laughs> I'm a Kevin Jonas guy, and you're my Kevin Jonas, right? Everybody can have a Nick, and but I'm a Kevin Jonas guy. I like Corey Forrester. Uh, you're a Ringo man. Yeah, yeah. He's my – he just there's something about his, uh, you know, I don't have loose pudding money laying around kind of humor. Corey does, actually. Uh, I think he has an exact uh, – uh, an account just for pudding. Loose pudding money. Uh, I I just he tickled me to death. So I I knew those guys, but not on a deep personal. Wasn't working with them. What when you see those guys now? Are do you celebrate? Are you jealous? Uh, I know you had a part actually. What uh, with the book? Cause, yeah, uh, I did all the illustrations for the book, and probably will be doing one for the next one. So uh, does that balance it being in New York's best selling, New York Times best selling uh, uh, illustrator, having that on your resume? Yeah, does that balance the these motherfuckers are living in L.A. and doing what? Oh man, there's no, no balance. No. There's no balance because I'm nothing but happy for them. Like when they blew up, man. I, I was, you know, I've also got another career and I was really diving into that and my wife was sick and it's, it's chronic illness. I couldn't, yeah. there, there's no way I could tour. I couldn't do what they needed to do. And honestly, and they, they just went ahead and took that risk and That's did good. it. And I, I couldn't at the time. So, I, man, I have nothing but, at, like, that's good. I get so happy whenever they, like, Trey, I, one of my dreams was always to be on Bill Maher because I thought, I think I could hold my own. And Trey's been on there twice. I mean, every time it's like my own little Super Bowl. I'm like, yeah, come on, yeah, take him out, yeah, Trey. Yeah. You got him. You got him. I haven't watched no, episode two no, yet. To the left, to the left, to the left. <laughs> you know, I was just. He was on it. the panel this time, right? Yeah, he was on okay. the panel this time. I gotta time. watch the, this one. The first time, I just know that John. Uh, John Legend looked like he was wanting to take him out. Yeah. And I was like, fuck you, John Legend. This yeah. is my boy. <laughs> all of me, my ass. You're going to get all of me right up your ass. You better not. And he was all you like. You think Alicia Keys will save you from me? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, he was all like talking over Trey. And Trey's like, okay. I'm like, fuck you, John Legend. And he's one of my favorite. I was like, no. 
can't sing all of me anymore. <laughs> I, I'm gonna have to watch the new one again. I I, I do love Trey. I do hate Bill Maher. Uh, and <laughs> of course you. But do. no no no, it's not political. I just don't find him entertaining. I don't. I, I find him entertaining. I don't find him funny. Um, on this on I, the flip side, him. again, yeah, I'm a right wing. Yeah, I'm a conservative. No, I don't bring that into my show or my act. It's not. It's just who I am yeah, deep you down. Do. I don't. Uh, but <laughs> you know what? Bit. I don't like Rush Limbaugh. I mean, I like, don't either. I don't find him entertaining. Like, and so I would probably I'm, like him on pills. <laughs> I most think, people I think did. I think he is on pills. That's why he was big I in the he 80s. He's on pills. Um, Not anymore. He's big all the time. He's a fat dude. Uh, <laughs> and we agree on a lot of stuff, you know, politically and socially um, on a general level. You know, he goes extreme. Um, but I, I like him on that level. But I don't like his show. So for me, you have to still be entertaining. Yeah. If you, Trey, for example, a very liberal, the liberal redneck, um, I love his stuff because here's the deal. He's so entertaining, um, and even though I disagree with him on a lot of stuff, and he's way smarter than me, and I'm still you know dumb enough to be like, I'll still disagree, even though you real smart and I real dumb, but it's what I'm opinionated. <laughs> right. It's hard to argue with him. He is so smart. So even though I do uh, disagree with him, I think he's super entertaining. I love what he does, and if he had a show, I would watch the fuck out of it Absolutely. for him. You know. Uh, I think that's great. And he's worked his ass off. Yeah. Anybody that says yeah. it, we just go, lucky. fuck No, you. no. There's a roll of the that dice. That guy worked his ass off. You know, we talked about it earlier. It was the right perfect storm of he has the talent. He has the drive. With any YouTube thing, which is how it worked out for him, is a roll of the dice. And his Absolutely. role came up, and he was the perfect person to have he laid the ready. perfect bat and gone. So I'm glad that, you know, you don't take it in that. Because I always wonder about, you know, I have friends that have blown up, and you're like, that's, that's cool. And I'm not jealous. I have the, a moment where I'm like, I wish I could do that. Oh, but definitely. There's I'm in the same moments. boat you are. Like, I know that um, I, my favorite show all time, there's nothing even close, Deadwood. I never watched it. It's uh, a good show. I, I never loved it. Deadwood. Okay. Half the fucking cast of Deadwood has hung out with Corey and them uh-huh. doing mushrooms and shit. And I'm just like, God damn it, I want to do mushrooms with Dan Doherty. You know, I mean, it's it's shit like that that I get jealous for. Not not none of their success or you know, any money that might be coming yeah, along with yeah. it. None of that. Because I mean, I'm kind of working on my own, doing my own thing get, to get there. Just it's not as loud. Right, right, right. And But the, the opportunities to hang with people like that and see what they're really like like they posted pictures of nick kroll i'm a huge fan of the league right i love that like (laughs) i'm a fan of the league to the point my wife every year for christmas while it was on every year that was what she would get me for christmas was the dvd and she knew and i would be like oh you got me what fuck it league yeah like that was my thing i I loved it um and i don't like football again yeah that's fine i can yeah it's it's the i can appreciate your humor without getting your subject um the league is a perfect example of the same thing that allows me to let me enjoy a Left wing um, commentator who's funny. Right. I don't watch fantasy football. I don't like football. I, you know. I, but the but, chemistry of the cast and, and it's all in context. So yeah, I got it. It could have easily been me and my Warhammer playing friends and our wives, girlfriends, ex wives, because we have those same stereotypes. For the record, my wife and I are a Kevin and Jenny. We're the um, fairly sane married couple who. Um, do have kids and my wife played some Warhammer too and was always a good host so we're the Kevin and Jenny of, of our group um, and when he posted pictures of Nick Kroll I was like oh man yeah. oh, I want to do that yeah there's been several times where it's just been like damn it damn it well, damn it <laughs> but I, I still it's nothing but I'm nothing but happy for him. yeah me too me too we're gonna come up on a break here but when I get back uh, we're gonna go take a pee's and the smokes and I want to talk to you you mentioned you know about your wife and chronic illness and that's something again we have kindred spirits on so that's I want right. to talk to you about that because I think that is again um, it affects lives in ways people don't know but anyway uh, Terry why don't you play us out and we'll go grab us a cigarette and you guys hang tight we'll be right back
What up, kids? My name is Mitch Wheeler, and across from me is Casey Beeman, mm-hmm. and we host a podcast about Knoxville. Yes, I love Knoxville, and I like to talk about it. Yes. What would we call this podcast? How about Scruffy Little Podcast I off the top of my little head? That's a good thing to call it, since we've already spent a lot of money on marketing I and branding. Right. So let's go with it. Okay. Scruffy Little Podcast, available on iTunes, Google Play, and wherever you find podcasts. And of course, Stage Diver Radio Network. Casey, what are some of the things that you like to talk about on this? Because I know that we're very different people. That's true. And I think that's uh, kind of what makes it a fun show because I like to live vicariously through you with your your cool <laughs> stuff. You're the cool hip guy, and I'm the dorky dad guy. Basically, yeah, you're. We, the, I told uh, you about saying cool and hip, oh, like one after the other. Nobody is cool hip. Okay, well, um, basically, I am. Uh, I'm the parent. I like to talk about fun stuff to do with your kids in the city because there's so much stuff and so much stuff that I didn't know about until I researched and found it. So I'd like to help some folks out, but still, you know, there was a time in my life when I went to metal shows. I went to do the kind of stuff that you're doing and i like to hear about that which is what i'm here for the music scene the breweries the restaurants the things that you get to do when you don't have kids or when your kids are not with you exactly absolutely so check us out scruffy little podcast available on itunes google play stage diver radio network.com Hey guys, this is Jay Kendrick. And I'm Bingy. And we're here today to talk to you about a new video game podcast coming to Stage Diver Radio Network entitled J&B's DLC. So has this ever happened to you while you were playing a video game? Get good, noob! Your mom looks like Sean Connery and it's still banger! Get wrecked! Well, you're in luck, because we have a podcast by gamers. For gamers. Every other Monday and everywhere podcasts can be found and at stagediverradio.com. Stop for a moment and think about all the people you interact with on an average day. I'm not talking about your spouse or coworkers. I'm talking about the people that you pass at the grocery store, the person that picks up that pin you drop at the bank, or the person at the gas station that sells you the beer. Now ask yourself how much you know about that person. My name is Mitch Wheeler and I'm the host of a new podcast called People in My Neighborhood. I sit down with people from all walks of life, have a drink, and find out all I can. I want to know what they do, if they like their job, the good parts, the bad parts, successes, failures, and how they got there. And then we go through all the same questions about their passions, dreams, and hobbies outside of work to really get to the human in each guest. Available everywhere podcasts are found and stagediverradio.com. Hey there, it's Casey and Rich. And we're the Undrafted Free Agents. That's UDFA if you're looking for us on iTunes. And, well, we're here to talk about the draft. The draft? Is that like uh, drafty rooms or draft beer? Yeah, or like car drafting and racing where you stay behind. Ooh, wartime drafts. That could be a fun podcast. A whole podcast on wartime drafts. That's good. Yeah. Uh, Actually, it's NFL draft. We talk about it year-round, so even during the college season. You know, we follow the players, the guys that are likely going to be that next group of first-round picks. And then after that's over during the summer we talk about fantasy football drafts yeah you know we always seem to kind of shoehorn in some 90s pop culture in every episode we do it like yeah wayne's world wayne's world quotes in every episode it seems say by the bell we have a surprising number of home alone quotes i've noticed that too there's a lot in doug a lot of <laughs> that's the, just a good show just a good show yeah so uh hey if you love football check us out again we're on itunes search for udfa podcast Hey guys, what's up, dude? What's up, man? You remember when we recorded that commercial? Yeah, dude. Yeah, nailed it. Best commercial ever. 
Well, apparently we have to do a shorter, more professional commercial. Oh, boo. Mm. Ugh. Yeah. Lame. Pretty well, lame. Sam's going to be here soon, so we'll just dump that off on him. Sounds good. Hey, guys. Totally just got here. How's it going? Oh, How's perfect. Going, What's up, dude? How's uh, yeah, so we got to do a commercial. Yeah. And it's got to sound real professional. Professional. Super yeah. professional. Okay. Very. Um, All right. You missed the last one, so this one's on you, dude. All right. Fair enough. Word. So uh, don't fuck it up. All right. You got okay. this. Yeah. Don't, don't listen. Okay. You got it. Shut up, okay. It's professional. Yeah. Do I just start now? Yeah. All right. Go for it. <clears throat> Coming every Monday from the Stage Diver Radio Network. Ew. Uh, gross. Really? Yeah. yeah. No. How about less no. game show, more like dude with pride? Okay. You got this, man. Don't worry about Shut it. Shut up, Bingy. High as fuck, Lander. Do you like conspiracies? Movies? How about the occasional dick joke? <laughs> Sounding like an asshole? <sighs> Try hard. Just yeah. no, no. You got this. You know, shut the fuck up, Bingy. Fuck this. You know what I this agree. is. Bingy's you know what this is. This is a pit of hate. That's what we are. We are the yeah. monstrous doom child. Stage diver keeps in their attic. That's true. So just check us out if you feel like hating yourself for that day. We we'll, we upload every week or so. Oh fuck this. Yeah. Pretty much nailed it again. Yeah. I'm yeah. gonna hang myself. That's e- right. Every yeah. Monday. All right. Uh. Welcome back to Dead Beat Radio. Good to uh, be back. Love a little Clutch to bring us in. That's one of my favorite bands. <laughs> I love those guys. Have you ever, are you familiar with Clutch? Nah. Great. Stoner rock. Um, they're great. The funny thing is, like, their lead singer, he's got this big, deep voice, as you know, like, as you can hear in the, the tunes there. And he's, he's got this great big voice, and they do this grungy kind of stoner rock. Yeah. And he looks like the dude that would help you at Home Depot. Like, <laughs> like he's got this big, bushy beard, and he's, like, short, kind of unassuming. And he's got, like, a shaved head. And he's literally walking and be like, oh, four, down past the microwaves. <laughs> right. Like, and they're awesome. And their stage show is amazing. They've toured with Motorhead and all kinds of stuff, so they're great. Anyway. Welcome back, uh, Waylon, Terry. Good to have you guys back with us here on uh, Deadbeat Radio, uh, which we are proud to say is uh, found here on Stage Diver Network. Uh, you can find all kinds of great podcasts here, so um, definitely check it out. Uh, again, Terry does a ton of work behind the scenes for all of us, and uh, you got uh, J&B's DLC, mm-hmm. so if you're into video games. Uh, and that's the thing. There's something for everybody. I don't know if you've checked yep. out a lot of shows, Waylon, but you uh, definitely... Uh, uh, find something for everybody. There's a wrestling show for wrestling fans like myself. Uh, one follower, 60 minutes. Yep. Um, you've got uh, High as Fuck Lander. Uh, yeah, that, that'd be uh, my podcast yeah. with uh, Chase, Sam, and Bingy. And like, if what? you if you hate everything, then you'll like that. Got it. Got it. <laughs> I, I wondered. I was like, how? Misanthrope what? Radio. Yeah, it's it's chaotic. I was a guest here. It was a lot of fun. I got to go on. I got to take uh, t- take the Herculean gauntlet of uh, hanging in there. It's uh, you just grab the brass ring. It's there. It's chaos. Just yell. Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I got to uh, I got to talk uh, Ernest movies. You an Ernest fan? Yeah, yeah actually, who's I, not? Yeah, I mean, you you can't like DJ Lewis and not love Ernest. Ernest. He is <laughs> very Ernesty. You'll love the Ernest verse yeah. that we've created. <laughs> yeah, highest fuck lander has created an entire um, uh, spinoff multiverse featuring Ernest and uh, some other wacky characters. So we got into that, and I told him how uh, 
I uh, saw Ernest Goes to Camp when I was a kid in the theater. All right, we're about the same age, so I'm sure you were young kid theater uh, age. Uh, yeah. And I remember sitting in the movies, boohooing at "Gee, I'm glad it's raining." What? Remember? Do you remember the song? He's singing to Speedy the Turtle. Oh my God! The camp's yeah. breaking up. Yeah. Oh, I f- yeah, that was sad. Oh, dude. Gee, I'm glad it's raining. You know he's got the turtle there. So anytime like some of those Facebook posts the saddest song you know, first thing <laughs> I go to YouTube and I get that, and everybody's like, "Oh Jesus, yeah, you're right." So <laughs> I forgot I'm a, about yeah, that. So that's great. Oh, I'm a boohooer. I'm a crier, dude. I'm, oh, a, me I'm too. a big me too. Uh, I, I'm not, I don't care. I'm not ashamed. I get emotionally attached. Yeah. If you tell a good story, a song, whatever. I mean, like I, Brad Paisley's half the man he didn't have to be. I don't know if you're familiar. I, um, I know the song. It's about step parents. Yeah. I I have no step parents. Not a stepchild. This song literally means nothing to me. Even before I was dead, cry every time because it's just like <laughs> as a dad. <laughs> like I was uh, on our way to or from work. Uh, my wife was pregnant with our son, their firstborn, and so I remember that coming on, and like I almost wrecked my goddamn truck because I'm just crying. So I'm a wainer, man. Uh, Emmett Otter sounds like a country song in itself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Emmett Otter's <laughs> Jug Band Christmas. I'm boohooing every year. Uh, oh, dude, just gets me. There's something about it. I don't know what it is. And my wife will come down. and She's like, again. Again, really? Didn't you do this last year? Like, how many times do you have to watch what dreams may come? Yeah, come on, you know uh, what's gonna happen. And it, I think it's funnier too because it's about Muppets. Like I'm crying over, you know, like felt. But it's just there's something about it. When I was a kid, I was very into it. I was a Bobby Hill when I was a kid, so I was really into that shit. And so I really emotionally attached to the Muppets. And so it's oh, something I, that always I can't gets me. hear Kermit sing, you know, Rainbow Connection without tearing up. I just oh, can't do it. For me, it's halfway down the stairs. Robin's song. Oh yeah, that's that's the lullaby I've always sang my kids. When I came, when I had kids and I went to sing to them, I didn't know a, I I didn't know a kid's song, and so I was like, halfway down the stairs is the stair, and it just happened. And so now when I hear it, I think my kids and I are terrified. Boo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they they love puppets. We're a big puppet guy, uh, so. <laughs> So, yeah, I was happy to share my Ernest crying story there. Um, sports fans of all kinds, what's the new show? When's that premiering? Um, We've got, uh, we have uh, Balls, Balls on Base, on base yeah. with Corey Borger and his cousin Byron. The Not Suitable for Work baseball podcast. Okay, okay. We also have Undrafted Free Agents, the Suitable for Work football podcast. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. I was about to nice. Like we said, there's something for everybody. Let's, you know... If you're really into raunchy stuff, you listen to Highest Fucklander. Yep. Maybe a little bit of Deadbeat here yeah, and there. Yep. Yeah. Um, we don't we don't hold back. We don't get yeah. raunchy, but I don't hold back. Yeah. So. We don't get raunchy. We yeah. just have a wall full of nipples and Eesh. butts. Well, yeah. but like I said, we have something for everybody. So scruffy little podcast. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. all Knoxville with Casey Beeman and Mitch Wheeler. I've got to do uh, people in my neighborhood. That's a fun one. That's, um, a one. that's yeah. how I got into this. That's how I met the stage over guys. I was a guest. They do. It's hey, what about your job? Tell us things you don't know. You know, right. it's an insight picked. The original idea was to have a butcher, baker, candlestick maker, and it was just, hey, what what makes us together? I work retail. That's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, and it was a blast. I work retail, came on, told my story. We got to negotiating this. Here I am. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and you can always reach uh, Stage Diver, um, uh, the website, Facebook. Where else are we? I know we're uh, uh, stagedivernetwork.com. Uh, we're everywhere you find podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, and some of those random nice. ones. Um, but yeah, go to stagediverradio.com and all the podcasts are there. We have a neat little player that lists the episodes oh, and lists oh. the shows. And So you can catch go. up. You don't have to feel left out. You can catch up, catch some old episodes. Oh, awesome. um, and for redneck dinosaurs like us, you can give, actually give them a call. You have a phone number. <laughs> got a, a phone. Got a, you ever try to call a company? Like, you ever had to, like, have... I mean, honestly... You're confused. Yeah, have you ever had to, like, this product isn't where I got to call somebody? No, no. And you can call us here at 865 
888-0109. I don't know who will answer. Lemmy, maybe? Lemmy, Lemmy, Lemmy. <laughs> Apparently there's this old guy who loves One Faller 60 Minutes, mm-hmm. uh, Mitch's wrestling podcast, and he calls yeah. in every week after the episode and just talks about how much he loved the last oh, episode. God. So that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Could we get a caller? That would be I awesome. Know, that would be great. Dude, Why I, has Fucklander been trying to get a caller for 25 I'll episodes? I'll be honest with you guys. Happen. If you were listening, and I'm going to give it I'm going to give it again. If you were listening, please, I'm going to I'm going to bring this down. Imagine the fire crackling behind me. A nice a smoking jacket, a book and a pipe. I'm talking to you out there right now in podcast radio land. If you want to call Say anything. I promise we will talk about it. We will. If you out there care enough to reach out like 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 baseball heroes of like the 30s when people would write to Babe Ruth (laughs) and Babe Ruth would write back and win one for the Gipper. And I'm not a sports guy, so I don't have any idea how many of those metaphors make sense. But they're close. Are they close? The idea comes across. I will write back via this beautiful podcast you hear right now and i, <laughs> I will discuss right back in the I will address, way possible yeah like i will address i'll at least give you a shout out if we ever make a shirt i'll put your name on it whatever <laughs> you i will do that for you so call 865 let me I, let me get back to my fireplace voice please call us here at deadbeat radio at 1-865-888-0109 Anyway, back to the show. Sounded like um, someone was going to like fund either a starving child or a lonely puppy. Yeah, so that's the emotion I want. I want them to go, I will fund the starving puppy of Debbie Radio. So that's what I want. That's what I want. Uh, so anyway, check out the, the website. There's a ton of good stuff there. We're going to be doing CreepyCon this year. So. Yes, CreepyCon, August 24th what? and 25th. Now, uh, I guess, is that tied to the horror podcast as uh, well? Yes, it is tied with Corey's Phantasm oh, gosh, podcast. That, that, dude, that motherfucker has interviewed everybody (laughs) right dude every even before stage diver picked up the show he's had this going on and so to to work his ass off i would see pictures on his facebook of like him and like rob halford carrie king and then you would see him with like michael berryman and like sid haig and you're like what 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 (laughs) phil anselmo you're like what 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 didn't didn't I give you a stunner at a comedy <laughs> character yeah. thing once? And you talked to Phil and said, what? So, um, creepy gone. I, I got questions. to the Skull Driver show. Yeah, yeah, Skull, Skull Drivers. Driver. And, which is coming back uh, uh, to yes, a point is. in spirit. We're going to be doing a High as Fuck Lander uh, 420 show yes, at uh, uh, Central Collective here in Knoxville. Yes, uh, Stage Diver Radio Network presents... Funny as Fucklander. Yeah. Most of our podcasts are comedian uh, hosted or comedian tied. And so uh, you can see some of your favorite personalities from the network there. There'll be a ton mm-hmm. of us there. And the two men that are talking right now on this podcast, Lance Adams and Waylon Whiskey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I almost forgot about it because it was like, yeah. oh, wait, 420. What else? Oh, yeah. Well, that's right. that's that's why plugs are here. Yeah. We, we remind, remind the audience. <laughs> Sometimes we remind the employee. It happens. Uh, so that'll be a lot of fun. I can't wait to do that. And if uh, you show up 30 minutes early to the show, you can see the premiere of my short film Inside Out. So that's nice. Cool. Oh, I got to be a part right. of that as well. I'm yes, an extra. You, you play a big part in that. You, uh, you, you kind of you steal those scenes with that uh, costume you wore. I I went. It was a it's a Halloween party. So which is fun. It's a Halloween party in the movie. So you yeah. get to wear a costume. Well. I have lots of costumes. As you know, I've done lots of things. <laughs> yeah. you, are, you are a character guy. And I, I'm a character guy. I do lots of characters. I do lots of impressions, hence you know, my Alex Jones and things like that. And I had done a wrestler. We had to do um, this uh, sketch show where we showed up as a made-up wrestler and did uh, like a three-minute bit 
in character on a topic, right? And then we had like three minutes to do a topic we had prepared. Right. And I showed up as Blackjack Cadillac, the Hollywood <laughs> was Blackjack Cadillac where uh oh oh Blackjack Cadillac where honky tonk meets Hollywood, right? <laughs> that was, it was a throwback to old school 80s wrestling. Yeah. That's what I wanted was was Dusty that kind of, yes, and, yes. Yeah. And so I wore I have you know the beard. I wore the Whalen whiskey cowboy hat. Again, I own the same hat, sunglasses, my fingerless gloves, vest, black leather vest, no shirt. <laughs> my black wrestling trunks which were the best $35 I've ever invested in I've got more I've got more gags out of that fucking pair of wrestling trunks and black chaps right and one elbow pad and I had my my, my little toy you know son's wrestling belt and I came out and basically I did Stone Cold without the Stone Cold I came out and did this and everything was in, in, in and I, I won for the night and so I had this and I was like that's what I'm doing so right. I'm, I'm going as a pro wrestler to this Halloween costume. So everybody else is here in like all these normal costumes you would see at like any Halloween movie. Here I am in black uh, wrestling <laughs> trunks. Uh, yeah, black Speedos, uh, 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 black chaps, uh, my vest, my shirt, my cat, and walking around drinking. It was a hoot. So uh, Yeah, you can't miss them in the Halloween no, party no, scene. I, I like there's this uh, – there's this – one scene where our uh, main character is on the couch and you just see Lance's stomach like in the frame. Yeah, it's not pretty. Like it's not pretty. Like please note for for those of you listening who have never seen a picture of me, I am not built like an '80s pro wrestler. Actually, but, you uh, are. Yeah, built like like an '80s pro. Maybe. See, I'm not thick enough. I I I look like an orangutan with the mange naked. It's not pretty. I've seen it. I wouldn't want it. So that's I think part of the humor. I think that's that Chris Farley. Like I know where I stand in the Chippendale scene. That's the funny part. No, no, I think that's way funnier. I yeah, think that's way I agree. funnier. So, uh, um, with CreepyCon, is that one of those, like, like I haven't been. So, I, is it one of the, like, Comic-Cons where people be in costume and it, cosplay? It's basically Comic-Con. Speaking of character for, stuff, except, horror? Yeah, except for horror fans. Nice. So, you'll see Jasons and Freddies Ooh. and all that good stuff. Kids dressed up like Chucky, all that good stuff. I'm sure, <laughs> we'll, get a, I'm sure we'll get a lot of It this year. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, i got to figure out something to do. i gotta, I got a lot of Lots options. Of confused well, well, toddlers. Well, Bingy's going to dress up like Sherry Moon Zombie. So if you want to be a devil's reject. <laughs> so, okay. Years ago, when my wife and I first got married, I wore a, a, a Van Dyke version of what I have now. A Van Dyke, again, beard nerd, is a mustache <laughs> and goatee connected by the sides. Right. Typically just what's called a goatee, but that's actually technically a Van Dyke. And I had let it grow out for about three years, so I had that kind of thing going on. And uh, I went as Rob Zombie one year for Halloween. It was great. Do we won like tons of liquor everywhere we went in the right. costume contest. I worked at the Hard Rock Cafe at the time. And uh, so I'm working there in Rob Zombie costume. I got the cowboy hat. I, I bought a dreadlock wig, which are always shitty. But if you spray them with glue, <laughs> I sprayed them with spray glue and matted it down. And then like sprayed so it with. So crafty you yeah, are. Yeah, and sprayed yeah. it with like the white and then like brushed it off so it had that gray, dirty look. And as I'm doing it, I'm constantly like rubbing my face. So I got that grunge. I'm, I'm, I do the same to the beard. I spray paint it black and dust it with white. And I've got all denim. And so everywhere I went, dude, it was good. It was good. Like. People were like, oh, that that's great. Was, how, where'd you get the beard? And I was like, the beard's real. It's just yeah, fake color. Stop, stop touching it. But um, when people walk into a restaurant based around famous people, where famous people do go because you see them on the news constantly, to walk in, look to your left, and there's Rob Zombie, people about shit. Like, it was great. People were like, oh, what? Does he sell T-shirts here? That I didn't. I thought he'd be just eating. But, uh, Will you please go to CreepyCon as Rob Zombie? 
and I, be Bingy's husband. <laughs> I, that's that's kind of where I was going with this. I do still have the dread. Like, I won't shave, but I think I could tie it up and yeah. make it work. Yeah, for sure. So I think I could do it. I think I could do it. Well, uh, have you seen him lately? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So yes, I will. I will do. Yes. We great. even own um, my wife for some Halloween costume. Didn't use those tattoo sleeve things. Yeah. So I'll get those. There you I go. had. I, I I didn't know what to wear. So when I did it the first time, I found a queen shirt that I owned. I was like, Rob Zombie would wear a queen shirt. Absolutely. I took yeah. just a denim shirt and drew on it to look like patches and did the same with jeans and then went rolled in the mud for like 10 minutes right <laughs> and, yeah it was great so and like again as i'm getting paint and shit on my hands i'm wiping everything on purpose and do people would uh, like talk about double takes that's a bit that's basically what i did for daryl when we did that oh dude that was so good dead. you were just, such a good daryl smushed stuff all over i, I love that that was great <laughs> that was great um, I wish we still did more of that stuff, but you know it's hard. And this is something I wanted to uh, when we got back talk to you about. It, it is hard to um, be a comic. Comics a lot of work as far as like traveling and doing it really music is the same for way. Not a whole lot of return. It's it's a young man's game, and when it comes to that, and 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 music is the same way. You have to bust your ass in such a way and give up your chance to make money and make foundation and make a life um film producing same way you give up so much um and you have to find somebody who understands and a lot of people don't and so these fields leave a lot of people broken and um you know battered along the way because it, it takes living in your car and driving you know and if you um, have children it's really yeah, yeah. not so, fair to subject them to that for i, I feel i've got kids i get it i get too. And, and how old are your kids 11 and 21 Okay, you got a bigger jump on me. I got nine. Yeah. I got eight and five, so I'm a long way from that. And you know, just knowing that it's like they rely on you 100. percent So I mean, it's all great to show them and you go after your dream, but to make them sacrifice and pay for what I want to do was a sacrifice. I'm not saying it's wrong for someone else to make, but I couldn't make it. It's just like a lot of people that make it, like. There are many more stories of celebrities that oh, made yeah. it, their children hating them, yeah, oh, yeah. than you find of the stories that the celebrity kid loved. I think at our level... We I don't want that. No. I think at our level, we almost have to have jumped to Seinfeld money instantly. And that's not possible. That's it's a dumb possible. thing. But in our case, it's like, look, I don't have that in-between. possible, not probable. Yeah. I don't have that in-between timer money. I don't. I have yeah. to either work the day job and do what I can do and hopefully we we make something work on a skip. Or something I need hits. to skip straight to Seinfeld money where I can at least be like, hey baby, I gotta go. Here, you go buy the kids a new car. <laughs> right. right? Like, I know you're good. When you, you can pay me. for a nanny. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, want like, nanny money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I, I want don't need Lambo money. No. I want nanny money. No. No. I want servants. Well, I do want nudie suit <laughs> mo- money. Why we mentioned well that earlier, servants. yeah. Um, but so again, you have two kids, a wife. Now, something I really want to talk to you about because I I deal with this. Right. My you mentioned earlier, my wife also has a chronic illness. Um, my wife suffers from multiple sclerosis, and um, we've dealt with it uh, for about four years or so now. We actually found out we were separated. And it made it extra hard because I couldn't be there. Right. There was a lot of shit going down. Like, I was living in my car. I started comedy, so it was about the time. When she got diagnosed, and so she didn't want to turn to me, and it broke my heart. Right. But living with somebody you love who has a chronic illness is heartbreaking and hard to do. 
It, very much so. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> yeah, I don't, it ain't easy. No, no. And I don't want to belittle the people who live with chronic illness that have chronic illness. I watch mine suffer. I know. Yeah. So by all means, but I don't. And in most cases, it's invisible. It's not, and people yeah. don't understand yeah. it, and it's isolating. It's so isolating because something that someone is either going to die from or get better from, yeah. people know how to to ingest that and yeah. you know you might even get more than just the bullshit i'll pray for you you might actually get someone that like shows up and does stuff for you yeah. but if the illness is something where you're going to have this you for ever you look normal and it's you're not getting better and you're not dying anytime real soon either yeah. people don't know how to process that so they just run away they and hear it's so isolating they hear you're just bitching all the time that's yeah. what they hear. That's how the public grades They get it. tired. And you know, again... I, Understandably I, so, though. I, I mean, don't want to be like, we're the angels here because they suffer and they deal with it. But you know what? I don't. I have the, the spouse side. They have their own things they have to say, and I don't speak for them. Right. I'm purely speaking for a side that does get forgotten about. Um, and so many spouses don't make it. You hear the horror stories. Yeah. yeah. And again, it comes down to this. For me, I've said this. When you love somebody with an illness, you make a choice. Do I love this person enough to put up with all of it, or do I need to walk away right now because I can't do with that? There's no question in my mind. I'm in all the way for everything, for every whatever it takes. I'm in all the way, but it is hard. Yeah, it's I mean, very hard. Yeah. And you know, there's a lot of things people don't even think about. Like, yeah, my wife has Parkinson's and celiac disease, so like gluten can really mess her up. Right, and and the way that and you understand this, the way that autoimmune diseases work is they can trigger each other and play off of each other. So one will trigger the other and one then will make the other one worse. Change, mutate. Exactly. What happened once won't happen twice. I mean, my wife had a gluten exposure that basically took her from stage one Parkinson's, which is re it's irritating, but not debilitating right. to stage three, which usually happens when you're like 70. That's like um, Muhammad Ali level. Pretty or bad. We're and, getting in that range. Unless you get the right medicine, which is illegal in most states. Right, exactly. And that shit just about fixes it for a few hours. We're in the same boat. We're in the same boat. With um, with MS, it's um, it's it's a, a, a shutdown of neurological pathways, so there's um, short-term memory loss. And, you yeah. know, as a comedian, I exercise a lot of my demons and get a lot of my stress off. I tell jokes about Dory. Um, <laughs> exactly and um for the record dory did not appreciate dory for a long time i got a lot of bad looks when i got home dory was not happy dory has since learned to embrace to, to embrace dory she now gets it once a dory tattoo because we would go through this she was like why do you call me dory and i was like because talking to you is like talking to her a dumb you fish have, yeah. you have to have a sense of humor yeah. about it yes and yes. especially the one person that lives with it and deals with it day in and day out with the person that's actually suffering from it, you have an understanding with each other that anything you say or do is not malicious. It's just coping. But it's, it's hard to get real. to that point. It's it hard is, to. Like, the other day I was talking about, you know, I almost threw my keys at my daughter and I didn't because I was afraid, like, oh, it's going to hit her right in the face, <laughs> you know, because she's never really caught things. And I was like, well, sh I need to teach my daughter how to catch so that if someone throws keys at her, it doesn't break her nose. Smart you know, I, parental skill. I, I need to do that. And I was like, oh, baby, we need a koosh ball. I, I actually, in my hand, had one of her, you know, the little stress squisher <laughs> things. Oh, yeah. It was like a Donald Trump squish, you know, squisher thing. Cute. And I was like, yeah, you know, I need to get a koosh ball because it'll be easier for her to catch. And she was like, what do you mean? And I was like, 
you know, because she doesn't know how to catch. What? Because she's a girl. She's saying she's going to catch like a girl. And I was like, well, kinda, yeah, because she's a girl and she doesn't know how to catch. I think she's going to catch like a kid whose arms don't and, work properly. Yet. Well, and this is where it, I just sometimes you forget. Even the character, I forgot. Yeah. I just forgot for a second, and I lobbed the scoosh ball at her. And I mean, this was in the morning. She hadn't worked anything out. Her arms just a uh, and it bonk right off of her face. Yeah, <laughs> and she was like. I don't catch like a girl. I've got Parkinson's, you dick. And I was like, oh, yeah. And I just uh, laughed as hard as I could, hoping that she wouldn't kill me. That's one of the hard things that people don't think about. Everyday little things, like um, my wife has seizures. With MS, there are seizures. Yeah. And it's set off very epileptic style. I mean, it's a kissing cousin in that respect. Lights, flashes, stress. Yes. Stress. Um, she had her first seizure on my daughter's first birthday party. The Mylar shiny banner got her. Yeah. So, and again, being the comedian, we're in the hospital. The nurse comes. She's we've we have just patched up our marriage, and even still unstable. This was literally right after my daughter was a year old. We were separated, um, and we were just starting to heal things back together. We she wasn't even going to let me be there, but so it was a big moment. I get to be there. First birthday, she's hanging up the banner. The mylar gets her. Everything goes batshit crazy. Ambulance. We've, oh, you never shit. had this. Yeah. So crazy, batshit crazy. My daughter's one. She doesn't know what's going on. Right. My son does, but we're keeping him at bay. Gets all to the hospital. Everything goes nuts. The nurse comes in and says, what happens? And I went, well, we've been separated, and it's my daughter's first birthday, and drama queen here can't let anybody have the glory, so she had to actually <laughs> take the spotlight for a while. <laughs> and I'm sure the nurse didn't really know how to take that. <laughs> no, no. And my wife is kind of coming to it at this point, and she kind of like tugs and smiles. And so I'm like, yeah. And, and we have those moments like when she's having a seizure. I don't know if you've ever been around somebody who has a seizure. Mm-mm. It's um, it's scary. And that's, again, the, the spouse thing. That There are moments, and I guarantee Parkinson's has them, oh, where yeah. she is suffering. And I'm not taking that away, but I want There's people to know, too, do about it. the stress that we go through is just as real. And because I'm watching somebody I love hurt, and I have to think of kids, bed, car, keys, move. And then typically... Adrenaline kicks in, and I do it without thinking. Yeah, I, at, robot mode. When it's done, it's 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 peeling a car from first to fifth. It's when you park the car that the the transmission starts to, to blow up. Yeah. So when it's all done, I have to get her safe, hand her off for some. And I don't mean like as a tool, but there's a moment where you have to call your mom, your mother-in-law, her right. mom, and go. You go. I, I I need ten minutes. You just can you do this? I I got it. She's good. I've got. I brought her home. We're good. And uh, so I, I have this sense of humor about it, but I do worry. I can't do normal things. We can't go to the movies. Right. People go, oh, why don't you, have you gone to see this? No, because I don't know if there'll be flashing lights. I can't take that chance. Here's one that, that is odd that people don't think about. I can't sit in a parking lot and check a text. All the flashing lights from the sides. Oh, right, right. And the cars driving by. Well, and that, that's something that she suffers with with Parkinson's because as if you're night driving, all the lights, it... it makes the symptoms worse we don't night drive she, she can't drive yeah, she can't drive yeah it's it's a very confusing thing to deal with but you and just have to keep doing it uh, you know people talk about millennials these days they don't have uh, blah, blah, blah. i mean screw you i mean people that were ta- that are talking about millennials loved motley crew don't talk about their fucking masculinity I loved motley crew exactly <laughs> i so am not Fuck all that but I, i'm glad i did not get the dr feelgood tattoo in eighth grade i wanted but i loved motley crew but people when you talk about the greatest generation you know why they were the greatest generation because they didn't have any other fucking choice. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's like if you're stress defines you and it will make you what you could be. 
if there if no one's had a true life or death battle and when people talk about today's days oh man these crazy de- fuck you i mean i remember even in the 80s they had legitimate nuclear war tests like you had to crawl oh, under your fucking oh, desk yeah, in case that. of a nuclear fucking yeah. attack the worst thing we have now is some dudes in a toyota yeah. uh, it's uh, there's nothing close to it i mean I'm, our grandparents dealt with true scarcity like they were like t- tearing up their true porch hunger. and true hunger yeah. they were literally starving to death the the biggest poverty we have now is having to shut down your Netflix subscription. It's just not the same. They aren't faced with the same stresses, so to judge them by the same barometer is bullshit. Now there are kids out there who are, and then you know who you are, got respect who that. are killing it. Both yeah, of them. and and there they, you got to respect. There are kids out there who do know the true hunger, and you know what? They're going to grow up to be the smarter people that I think we are because we've done through that. I lost a child. And you know that's a that's a that's a new club that you you aren't ready to be in until yeah. you do. And when you do, people treat you different. But you have a new aspect on life. Like I I actually I, I struggle with it. But when it happened, I have a pretty cool perspective on it that keeps me in check. And it was a it, that's what it was was a check and balance to keep me from crawling in a bottle and never coming back. Right from tasting cold blue steel. That was what kept me going. And and it, when I get out of it, not that you ever get out of losing a child, but you get out of that immediate. You've always been punched in the dick, but the pain starts to ease up. Right. You know, like, you can't take back the dick punch. You have been punched in the dick. Like, the pain does subside, um, but it still happened. And when I got to the other side of the immediacy of it, I looked back and went, yeah, that's actually a pretty good philosophy. Like, it was a survival mechanism. Yeah. And that's what I you think. You did what end, you had to do in the moment. The Again, in the moment of those seizures, you have a survival mechanism that kicks in. And you have to, again, you have to also watch, and I, I know you've had to deal with this. So, again, um, please understand that I do understand. Yeah. Um, watching their self-worth uh, dwindle. Because they're used to being in control of yeah. everything, and now they're not. How and would you like to be told you can't drive? It's... I can't, I can't fathom it, but that's probably one of the hardest things is it's heartbreaking watching it. Yeah. And then, you know, them actually communicating with you when you're trying to do things they would normally be doing, because if they try and hurt themselves, you're even worse. Yeah. So it's like trying to get them to stop doing that. Stop. I, I, I can it's do it. It's a fine I can line. Do it. Yeah. I think and especially as a guy, because there's just an automatic assumption that we can't do anything. It's like, I, you know, it's like, I, I know I'm mildly pathetic, but I'm not carrying the purse around Kmart, damn it. I, I, I can do some shit. We'll put it in the buggy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I can cook dinner. I can clean. I can do all that stuff. Now, when there's a hole in the... Actually, I recently... And I'm single single mom, you know, latchkey kid thing. I wasn't... I didn't grow up with, like, Tim fucking Allen. So, when there's a hole in the wall, I'm like, well, I guess we need a new house. This is... Right. This one's fucking broken. No. And my wife was always the one that fixed holes in the walls and i don't know why we have so many holes in the walls but you know i did it recently i actually and i my I, wife is the mechanic she's yeah, actually quite 20 feet tall it was great yeah and she can't do it anymore but she's the mechanic so i understand that feeling it's um it's it again it's it's one of those things where i'm not taking away from um you know what they go through actually what they go through is harder but we get lost in the shadow you know i think special needs parents probably have a similar you know i um, can't I, I can't imagine it but then again i guess i can't yeah yeah and it's not to say like but it, there is a um uh, i think a, a kindred spirit between the two caretakers because like i love this person yeah beyond this but i love them to the point i have to do these things that is is hard on my love 
And I see why parents also give up and, and why they, you know, I get it, but I you can't. You quit trying, but you can't yeah, quit trying. I can't. I can't. And then uh, there's even things like that they can't do anymore that you still can, that they want you to go do. But, but it's you hard. feel like crap, like that. just doing the comedy thing. Like, yeah. she wants me to go do that, but unless I can really justify it, I feel like such a dick going to a movie. She can't go to movies. Yeah. And I, like, if I'm going to go by myself, like, I feel like such a schmuck. I want to invite her to shows because we live with my parents because, again, we're poor and pitiful and fairly terrible <laughs> as human beings overall. Right. Um, uh, but, um, of course, I'm a failure life. I have a podcast. But I'm bumped. <laughs> called um, Deadbeat Radio. Yeah, called Deadbeat Radio. Fairly aptly appropriately named. But um, we have caretakers there to help with the kids. You know, my parents are pretty cool. Hey, Friday night, can we go? Are you cool with this? You got anything? Yeah, all right, great. So, I mean, my kids are at home. There's an adult there. So life goes on. They just honestly with little difference we have adults in our house because we help them they help us there's somebody there when i'm at work if she has a uh, seizure so we, it, we help each other out that's right. that's we live in a old school amish style uh, save we have mustaches my dad and i both have mustaches but uh, <laughs> yeah, we live in a, in a very amish old school you know nuclear family where everybody's there and which is kind of takes a village right yeah it takes it really does take a village village it's really hard to jerk and that's a big one too if you oh my god it is um we this is not a joke we have a slide deadbolt on our bathroom door uh and so you got you have a code like (laughs) if the sock is on the doorknob don't open (laughs) Uh, don't ask i have visiting hours don't use your i i work like a hospital i have visiting hours Uh, but i have been walked in on when it does suck i did drop a phone in the toilet one time and scream and then my daughter i screamed my daughter and it was a a, like a et moment she scared me i screamed she screamed because i screamed at her and then i've got to like pull my pants up and be like oh baby i'm so sorry i'm so sorry baby baby daddy didn't yell at you you startled daddy please get daddy's phone out of the toilet daddy i'm sorry you know uh i had a bad itch but you do give up a lot of that adulthood just because you 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 don't have those options and with us give up choice we have a a good support team which is good um do do you guys have support in-laws family is there anybody else is it i mean they but you have older kids too that can help out more than mine exactly my own children help out a lot it's you know, you, you adjust. That's what I was saying about, you know, the greatest generation. You know, they were great because they freaking had to be. You know, it's like your kids, yourself, you evolve or you shit the bed. Yeah. That's your two choices. So we evolved yeah. because I didn't want to clean up a shitty bed. And I, those That metaphor really didn't work right there. But. I think I've heard it. I think in like one of those Facebook memes, it shows <laughs> the old people there. And it says, like, we come from a better generation because we learned how to fix stuff, not just throw it away when it was broken. Yeah, and as cheese ball as as that is, like there's motivational, to that. you know, Kathy and HR's desk, you know, calendar. There's truth there, and yeah. I'm the same way. Again, my marriage fell apart largely because we we lost a child. Statistically, making it work after that is astronomical. Now, was this your first child? That you uh, lost? Middle, middle, middle. So that that probably helped keep things yes. together because you couldn't it wasn't just you had somebody already to focus on. You had on someone 100. Yes, was totally reliant uh, yes. on you. It wasn't like they could take care of it themselves. When he was about four. So, yeah, 100%. I've said that from day one. Um, actually, here's the way I take it. I We lost um, – she died in childbirth. So, we were in childbirth. It, it just didn't happen. She was stillborn. Um, and it was terrifying. But – and it's it's crushing, and it's the worst thing. You know, they always say parents that outlive their kids. Right. Um, it was horrible. Worst thing I've ever done. Um, I, I – I don't shy from it. I don't, you know, like, hey, have I met you? Hi, my name's Lance. I lost a daughter. Like, but I don't shy away from it. But it, it is what happened. 
Um, for us, my philosophy was losing a child is the hardest thing you'll ever do. And I was blessed enough to get the easiest version of it possible. Right. I didn't have to lay there in a car wreck with a bloody child as it went. And that happens every day. Mommies and daddies do that every day. I did not have to walk hand in hand to the cancer ward saying it will be all right, walking out by myself knowing it wouldn't. And that happens every day. That's fucked up. I don't have memories of her, so my life didn't get to feel that different. I'm fucked up inside, yeah. but I don't have a door down the hallway that haunts me. I don't have a voice echoing in my ear. And I always try and pass that on with stillborn parents. You know, it's like, hey, I don't, I can't relate to cancer mom at 14 whose life is falling apart. That's a fucked up beyond me. But I can relate to you, and here's what I did. Yeah. And and having a, 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 a another face to focus on gave me uh, grab your bootstraps pull them up and go you and then you've got mom and you take care of her and you've got to do this and and we did it but and I the still... intensity of that I mean that's oh. something no man can ever even understand I mean we lost um, our first child we lost but not in childbirth we lost her after I think about miscarriage it was a miscarriage yeah yeah and it's it's but, and we didn't even know it. the sex yet it, it was only I think like 10 or 12 weeks along but it was enough but I mean every single week the mother is truly like what it, she goes through. She's is so understanding. Much worse. It's growing and it's having. That's one of the things. It's Lindsay like, still deals with it worse than I do. After just a two or three months, the little sucker like hasn't tasted music. I mean, and they understand that. They know what the kid likes to eat, basically, even though it's inside them. They, they start eating differently. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's a totally different bond. And I recognize so, that. For it sure. is crazy. Yeah, I, I recognize that for sure. But um, you know, Lindsay still takes it harder than I did. But I had stuff to do. I had to take care of her. I had to take care of everybody. And um, and then we were blessed later. We have a daughter, you know. So that's that's uh, you know would be I guess uh, Aubrey would have been in between. And so I I just took it that way, and and it still carried me through. But I was bad. We fell apart. Oh, it yeah. was awful. And it was the the the. And then in that middle of that, she gets diagnosed. It's like oh my. I'm sure the stress <laughs> probably helped trigger, um, you know, the exactly. stress of losing a child. We Something had a, that may have been twenty years down the road. Exactly, kicked it in. We we lost a child. We had a second child who had major health problems, who was on the fringe of losing as well. Our marriage fell apart. Oh my God! Wow, you have a disease that's that's brought on by stress. Who would have thought that losing a child, almost losing a child, l- losing a marriage, right. losing your entire life, that would be stressful? Wow, who would imagine that? Yeah, and and it it, it broke her. You know, it was a always sunny in Philadelphia. The gang broke D. Uh, well, uh, fucking our life broke Lindsay, and um, I was broken too. And um, comedy helped heal that, and we're good now. I mean, we still fucking I've seen more had less. You know, <laughs> yeah. I guess. You know, life ain't ain't, ain't ain't bowl of cherries, but you know what? I got a roof over my head. Exactly. I, I sleep down the hall from my kids, so you know. I got a good show it's here with you guys. It's all about perspective, yeah. man. It's always about perspective. You know, however you want to look at it, well, that's uh, how it works. What, what works for you? What do you do? Like, what's how? What, what's your um? What's your little engine that could? What keeps you going? What keeps me going? Well, I guess just knowing that I don't. There's no choice. Like, I'm not gonna be. No matter what, there. When my kids tell stories about me later on, I'm not gonna be the guy that walked out. I'm not gonna be the guy that wasn't there. You know, I, it is my job. I mean, I've got two daughters, you know, and, and I don't even know that they're going to end up liking guys or not. I, that's, I don't even give a shit. Whoever they're with. It relationships is my, are relationships. Yeah, that it, it is my job to give them a barometer. Yeah. Like, th- 
they've got to live up to me. Yeah. And that's a that's a big yeah. burden, and I ain't screwing that up. No, because I sucked for a long time. I, I was a bouncer in a titty bar. I don't want my daughters ending up there. No. And that's the Roadhouse one thing. Roadhouse was not accurate. No, no, it's not. No. <laughs> Except for you should always be nice. Be nice. There's a lot you can learn from actually, Roadhouse. Actually, to be honest, as bouncers, this is true. The speech, the be nice. Is perfect. Is, is 100% true. What if you can't be nice? Ask him to walk. What if he won't walk? Get somebody else. Walk them together, and you'll both be nice. 100% true. Break his arm and say, see you next time. I had no, I, I was never a karate guy. You know how I got the job as a bouncer? I worked mall hours so I could afford the, the second job. And it was the yeah. only job I could get off. I worked during the day at Piercing Pagoda and KB Toys and got off, changed clothes, went to my job. But I got the job because I walked in. I looked like Stone Cold Steve Austin. I shaved my head, had the goatee. I'm 6'4", you know, 200 pounds. I literally got the job because they were like, you're big and ugly. We'll pay you to do this. Right. Like, Great. And I, I learned completely how to do this. But everybody there, and you, you know this, you, you get the little hothead yep who got the job somehow and is tiny and is just like what do we do what do we do spike what do we do spike what do we do what do we do spike what do we do and goes off on anything that's the guy that always starts it you have the always. big meathead muscle bound that you know that's the same attitude just for a different reason right and then you have like a couple stoners who somehow have stumbled into this job and <laughs> are going to get hurt and then you would have a couple people like, dude, this job, I got kids to feed. This what. Right. And I was sort of in the middle. I just literally needed a second job, and I was big and ugly, and the hours were cool. And I was young kid from the country, so this was like getting that a job at Studio 54. I was like, yeah. what? Huh? Zim titties? Is that a dick? Oh, I like this song. Ooh, what's that on my tongue? I'll see you later. You know? And so it was, uh, I wouldn't want to do it now, but it was fun oh, then. Oh, no. It was yeah. fun then. It was. It was a good time uh, at the time. <laughs> and I had um, I had good relationships. I met great people there doing it. I mean, I, I loved it, but I, I would never want to do it now. I just I couldn't do it. But uh, I can't even do I can't even enjoy the the going outside of it anymore. Anytime I go out, I still have a bit of a bouncer hat on. Yeah. I'm like sizing people up and looking yeah. for possible situations. Learn how to read. You do it in restaurants. You do it in malls. Yeah. You do it everywhere you go. It's just a it's a it's a job thing. You know, you just get used to it. Um, and I love doing it. Um, what's, uh, I hear you are doing, um, uh, a drinking change. We were talking about drinking, you're doing beer now, but you, you posted about what kind of wine's good to drink. I'm getting into wine. Are you like your wine guy? Uh, no, no, <laughs> I want to be though. I like it. I'm a wine uh, guy. I, I can't, like, I, my whole life drinking, it was like drinking for effect or I like the taste, but right. I was always picking it up and like boom, boom, boom. beer. Yeah. You're a beer guy. I love beer and I love bourbon. Okay. And, you know, you drink either. You either, you're shooting or you can, you sip bourbon a little bit, but I tended to drink it fast too. I'm not a drinker. I'm not and a liquor drinker. See, I, no, well, I mean, I've thing. got my name for a reason. Yeah, but, I'm not. I'm yeah, not. I, with wine, if you go, oh man, it gets you right in the jaw and it tastes all weird and bitter. And I'm just like, no wonder wine people are never in a good mood. Yeah, it's just, oh, yeah. I just got into it. I don't know. I like it. Um, for me, it used to be wine in the winter, beer in the summer. Yeah, I, I can think. see that. And, and then, and if you drink it right, it's really kind of cool. Yeah, you know, you yeah. just chill. I like a you know an ice hot bath, glass of wine, roll yeah. blunt, documentary on the laptop. You know, sit there in the bath for you know an hour. But I like that. Uh, I like the rich, dark wine, wine like that. This has hints of chocolate. Like I like that <laughs> right. kind of stuff. I like I like to make my tongue feel like it's in constant velvet. I enjoy that. Um. Wayland, man, um, it's been a blast hanging out with you. Here's what we, here's how we like to end it out. You ready for All this? Right. We do what we call the five to drive. That's five to drive, okay. Five questions to drive this episode home. I, I kind of like that inside the actor's studio where you ask, you know, like, what song do you like? 
what sound do you not like? You know, those kind of things. And so I wanted to come up with one of those for right. Debbie Radio. Inside the Actor Studio, James Lipton, you never watched it? Not a whole lot. Okay. At the end of every episode, he has a, a set of questions. He asks everybody. They don't change because the answers are, again, one of those just things. And they're great getting everybody's answers. And they're cool questions, and you can't copy them, but I want to do my own version. Right. But his questions are like, what sound do you like? What do you not like? What would you do if you weren't doing what you were are doing? When you get to heaven, if it's real, what do you want God to say? Shit like that. All right? So this is, this is Deadbeat Radio's Five to Drive. All right. All right. We start off with a top five. I, I do customize this for every guest. You and I are about the same age. We grow up, and I know I know you got a fandom of your own. Right. And we share this fandom, and it's about three and a quarters inches tall. Action figures. <laughs> One specific. And I would like to know your top five all-time favorite G.I. Joes. Okay. Uh, I guess we go five to one. Doesn't matter. Order's not important. Just the top five. If if you were your desert island top five GI Joes, if they told you Whalen Whiskey, your your wife and kids are dead, you're living on a desert island, we will drop you five GI Joes to play with until you lose your mind and bash your head in with a coconut. What five do you want? Number five, Destro. Good one. Good Sartan. One. Good one. Good one. Um, Storm Shadow. Which version? Uh, I like mine. the original version. I don't really like the the weird. Cre- I don't like the version where he was first Cobra, then he turned GI Joe, and it looks like someone got crazy with a stupid geometric thing all over him. I, don't, I like the didn't second like the hood. urban camo. The I like hood this hood. Cool. That's my favorite. That's that's on my list because he for the these um, I did my top by five to drive in episode one so the only one of these i have to rewrite for myself is the top five and, and that second storm shadow is in mine so we share that one but those are two great destro mm. that is one of my favorites and you know what i didn't count him and i'm, I'm really upset. is yeah, zartan I, or was Zart- no but it should be again that, I mean, zartan changed colors i know you got him hot he turned green so here's how i always that's judged. helpful in a tactical situation no it is uh here's how i always judged a gi joe and i remember i honestly i'm a, I'm a toy nerd again bobby hill I remember seeing them on an end cap at yes. Roses. Halls was the the store here. We yeah. we were on vacation. We were camping. Um, when when I was a kid, um, we used to live in a school bus, like a hippie partridge <laughs> wagon school bus. <laughs> it explains a that. Lot. That's a story for another day. But yes, uh, when we were a kid, I we used to live in a partridge family school bus called the Ark, and it was a big red school bus, <laughs> and in blue psychedelic paint down the side was Jesus. a big wave, and on the top was the boat. And then in psychedelic writing, it said the Ark, and so we lived in this when I was a kid, and uh, so we we were on, we were camping because that's what we do, and uh, uh, we go to Roses to buy shit because you know that's what you're doing camping. You got to make the run to Walmart or whatever's right. close. But at the time, it was Roses, and I walked down the end cap, and there it was. And I'm too young to remember the 13 inches. That's yeah, my brother's era. Yeah. I know of them now because I again am a nerd I, scholar. I don't, like I don't either. I mean, I respect them, but they're not my thing. Um, the three and a quarter. And I, I walk around the corner, and I see it, and there's that, uh, yeah. And I remember the first one I ever bought. Do you? Do you remember the first one you ever I bought? I know the first one I ever had. I know I didn't bought it. I actually got I it for Christmas. It. I pick. I get to pick my. And I always judged by what gear and how much shit they came with. The more shit it came with, I'm in. And my first one was Breaker. Really? He had the headset yeah. and it attached to his my helmet and holy shit and it was just cool and uh and number two was rock and roll because he had rock the big and roll gun. was my first That's one number two and snake eyes That's was my second two. so uh I, again I I'm a f- the dedicated fan and um uh, I just I, Destro and Sartan those were great oh, and I didn't put those on my list that and sucks my number two is Roadblock 
Which yeah. version? Again, you got multiples. The, the orange pants. I want uh, the orange pants. Orange pants. Orange pants. He had a camo tank top and it's just a big ass The original? Gun. You're talking the, the original? original? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, that's yeah. the one I love because I love Roadblock. Amount of gear. My... Amount of gear. Again, he had a ton of shit. Yeah. And then the number one is the second version of Snake Eyes. Yeah. With, with, the, with the wolf. Good choice. That's Good my choice. One. Good choice. Uh, so here, here's mine again. I write these for this. So this is the only one that changes for me as well. Um, Gung Ho. Original. I love Gung Ho as a character. His. his his action figure was kind of... I, I loved it. Just, you know, the No shirt and the tattoo. Yeah. And I just loved it. And again, I respect Dress Blue's gung-ho. He still floats around bathtubs in my house to this day. I, <laughs> and that's just wonderful feeling. I love seeing my... my like, I'll be walking oh, to the house. your kids play with your own toys. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and I love it. So for me, original gung-ho, I loved it. Uh, second gen, Storm Shadow. The hood and the compound bow. Yeah, I compound loved it. Cool. I thought it was great. Uh, an odd one. Beachhead, I fucking I love Beachhead, dude. He had the thing and he had yeah. the, the the pouch, right? First time, back he, to the world of guns. He was guns. like a Duck Dynasty ninja. It was the it first was time I ever saw an AR-15. Oh, Beachhead came with an AR-15, yeah, he did, and to this day, whenever I hear these arguments in the news, I always think the Beachhead. The beachhead. So I had to put him on there. That's a Beachhead. Uh, that's a big one. I'm gonna put Breaker on there just out of respect. For again, my very first Your one. Very first. I absolutely loved it. I just thought it was the greatest thing. And then. Buzz Buzzsaw from oh, the from Dreadnoughts. Dreadnoughts. Yeah, but that's a one. That's all three have to be there. None at all. And see, he was my favorite dude. Because again, when I was a kid, I loved like Barry Windham, the long blonde pony. Look at me. <laughs> I still wear a ponytail, right? I still am the. I'm still the wrestler from the '80s in my head. Right. So again, he had the blonde ponytail, and he had the chainsaw, and they had the just shirt with the sleeves. And he was just, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. So that that's mine. So I that that's my top five. I absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I was a, a fan of Toys of that era, but G.I. Joe was a huge one. Oh, I was that was one of my favorites. Um, G.I. Joe, Joe, Transformers, He-Man. I couldn't get into Transformers. Okay, I so my my Holy Trinity would be the same, except it would be G.I. Joe, Star Wars, uh, to He-Man. Star Wars is sort of its own thing. He-Man. But I, I, I loved Star Wars figures, but when you kind of got to that later point of, of G.I. Joe, it's like... The technology was so Joe much better. G.I. Joe bend its arm. You know, the greatest like, part of my deal. childhood was taking G.I. Joes and putting them in the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was that combo, you know? You were like, Star Wars had the best shit, and G.I. Joes fit in it perfect. Exactly. And that did suck about He-Man, because you're like, He-Man don't fit in shit. That's true. Like, I mean, I might mean, fit in a butthole. I mean, like, you could probably get a He-Man hand in your butthole. I'm sure somebody <laughs> out there did. You know, I know kids out there do weird shit. That would be an awkward shit. removal, though, wouldn't um, it? Uh, he's got those big um, arms. They're, they're well, luckily, stuff. Yeah, no, luckily the head's all you could get, because the shoulders would stop. Like, this shit. I mean, like, the, I that's know. all you're getting. I've but seen Ukrainian girls that could probably. I guess so. So, uh, yeah, I'm a, I was a big G.I. Joe, Star Wars fan, and I love that stuff. So, when you were coming on, I was like, we're doing G.I. Joe. We're getting that in somewhere. So, all that's right. a good one. So, all right, again, I'm a wrestling fan from way back. I mentioned that a lot. So, your dinner with the Four Horsemen. You and three living celebrities get to sit down and have dinner and for one night be your own personal little Four Horsemen. What three living celebrities do you dine with? Ooh, what three living celebrities? Yeah, that way everybody doesn't just go like Jesus, Freddie yeah. Mercury, but and, and, and it's, Gandhi. It's just who you'd want to hang out with for yeah, an evening. Yeah, right? and who would hang out together? Who do you like? Again, I'll set the example. Mine were Stone Cold, Tom Waits, and Alex Jones. I <laughs> know uh, that's mine. So <laughs> no one would be able to tell who was talking. <laughs> and because I do impressions of all four of us, I may work that conversation out sometime right. in my head. So you and three living celebrities hang out, smoke a joint, drink some bourbon. Who do you pick? Neil deGrasse Tyson's number one. Excellent, nice. I mean, right off the bat, that's who I want. Big the pimp. second is the Big Rock. Pimp. 
And I absolutely love The Rock. Yep. yep. And, uh, you know, for number four, you know, Barack Hussein Obama. I can't deny a good choice. I can't deny a good choice. Excellent list. Excellent list. Even, again, he's even as conservative. I like Barack. I may not agree with him personally, but he's a cool dude. He is so, the the swagger, and I don't, he was very presidential. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, he it. would talk, and yeah. he had that cadence. But man, he yeah. just sounded smarter than you. And I'm not. I think that the idea of I want to vote someone that I could have beer with. Fuck you. I want to vote someone I can't understand. Yeah. You know, I I, yeah. I, I want someone that's way smarter than me in that office. Yeah. Not someone that I, I think I could beat at trivial fucking yeah. pursuits. When it's all you know? said and done, I want to be like that genius happened to be somebody I want to drink a beer with. I didn't know that going in. I thought he was a complete dork. It turned out we're an 80s movie and that dork and I are going to hang out and drink a beer. Right. Yeah. And to me, that was Barack because, again, politically, I was not down with him. Um, and it's nothing against him. That's my political side. I'm not a liberal. But he had so, swagger. He was, you can tell he'd yeah, be fun. Uh, Hell, George W. Bush. Bush I've said the I same thing. I think I'd love oh, yeah, to yeah. hang out with that bastard. He would buy yeah, all shots. Yeah, yeah. That's and, how he got elected, right? And again, yeah. here, here's the deal. As a right-wing guy, not a big Bush fan. Well, I'm not a big fan of him politically either. You know, we have people on our side I don't agree with. We have people on your side I do agree with. Um, and I think if more people came at their arguments like people like Trey, we might find we meet more in the middle than you know we do. I've always tried to like do comedy as bacon-wrapped broccoli. Yeah. I was like, I'm yeah, trying to good. give you a little you bit go. of insight here. Here's some bacon. Here you go. Eat the bacon. Ah, you got that's broccoli good. in your yeah. mouth now. Broccoli and my opinion. Right. But I've said the same thing about um, Bush. I'm not a big Bush fan. Right. And I like George W. I've said all along, I think the two of them are closer than people think. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because here's what I've said all along about the two of them. Not fans of either politically. Um, I like both on a personal level. I think Barack... And this will sound insulting, but I'll clear it up. Barack, I don't think Brock is as smart as he comes across, and I don't think Bush is as dumb as he comes across. I think they're closer <laughs> in the middle than you actually believe. When you're a public figure, that's kind of worse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but I, I think Barack was helped by – he was smart enough to surround himself with good people. Exactly. And they helped him again. And that's good. That's a, a wrestler, for example, or any entertainer can can be lacking in some skills and hire people to be like, okay, you need to be here. When you go on the news channel, I need you to say this. And here's what you tell them, and this is what you do. And that works for every industry, including politics. Right. And so I think Bush – was needing some things and surrounded himself with shitty people who made him look like more of a moron <laughs> yeah. than he is. Yeah. So I think they're more in the middle than you think. I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. yeah, so, all right. So here's a good one. We're going to get uh, get a little fun. We know we like old school stuff and toys and different things, and, you know, we agree on, you know, Hank Jr. and probably Tom Jones. And Yeah. What's your guilty pleasure? What's the thing you do that if high school you knew people knew you do, you think a woman would never let you see her naked? Like, what's your guilty pleasure? Whatever. Music, movies, whatever. What's Steven that thing? Steven Seagal. Okay. okay. Steven Seagal. Go on. Like, that's, I mean, and, and, you know, little kid me was the one that loved Steven Seagal. You yeah. know, he would be like, that's just badass. They're wrong. You know, grown up me knows how. Ooh, that cat is. Yeah. But I still, man, you, you get me out for justice. I'm watching that. I don't I, care. I loved shitty 80s movies. I'm a B-movie guy. Yeah. And so I grew up with Best of the Best and exactly. America, American Ninja. And Ooh, American Ninja 2. Yeah, I love that shit. Because um, I wanted Michael to be Dudikoff. a... I wanted to be a G.I. Joe when I was a kid. Yeah, me and too. And so I love that shit. But I never could get into the Seagal. I couldn't... I, I didn't... Or Van Damme. I couldn't get into either one of them. I, I just... I couldn't help myself. Yeah, I think it was like I always woman. wanted a ponytail. And I was like, okay, yeah, that'd yeah. be cool. 
That guy's awesome. I agree. He beat, he, well, he beats like in his early movies. He's he, a real fighter. Like he was legit, bad shit, crazy, but real. Yeah. Rogan gave him mad props, and you know Rogan yeah. knows his shit. So, I mean, he have he, you heard the, the style that he was famous for is a bullshit style. I'm not, but I'm not going to. Rogan did out. say that. Rogan did. You know, Aikido like, is bullshit. Yeah, he was like, he's good at this. But I yeah, trained this is it bullshit. for six months, and it is just it's um, like, if you don't cooperate with the person that's supposed to be trying to kill you. It just looks like a bunch of people slapping at each other. It's just dumb as <laughs> shit. Meant for disarming weapons, I think, is what they say. Primarily, but it's only um, meant. For, it only works. The, the martial hold arts the knife works, this way. Well, no, it just only works if you refuse to let go of the fucking oh. knife. If you re, if you refuse to let go of the it's knife, chicken. Then it's, it's like it's yeah. chicken. You're like, it's, Woo. it's karate chicken. Yeah, it's like uh, I'll just let go of it and punch you in the good. face. Um, and I never could get. Have you heard Tom Segura's bit about Steven Seagal? Yes, I I, <laughs> he is, I love Tom Segura <laughs> I anyway. That that, yeah, that, that, that's that. Anytime anybody mentions him, I always like post that clip. That's good. So we finish out the last two on a real note because you've been real, man. You've been great to be here. I can't oh, thank you enough. I appreciate enough, it. I've had fun. This is uh, again. We're still working the bugs out. Terry's helping to get me kicking my ass into shape. And You're episode it, one, You're um, I was happy with, but this has been wonderful. This has been great. And um, so we we ended on a, on a real note. Both sides of the coin. You no longer walk this mortal coil. Your time as caretaker caretakers over. You have to leave something behind. What do you want on your tombstone? What do you want the world to know you by? Not Waylon Whiskey, but the guy behind the mask. What do you want on your tombstone? He did his best. He left it on the field. That's what I want to be known for. That's good. Like, and, and, I, and I don't mean necessarily professionally. I mean just as a man, yeah. both in helping friends and, and more importantly, being a father. Like, I tell you, that's a big damn deal to yeah. me. Like, I, I want my girls to have the absolute... You know, to avoid the stripper pole. Like, you know, yeah. like not, I, I am not allowing daddy adult, issues, damn it. Yeah, and if they it. have daddy issues, it's, you know, I may have screwed up somewhere along the line, but it wasn't because I didn't put the effort in, you know. Yeah. No, so I, he I left it all that. on the field. That wasn't, uh, she, you know, it's a bullshit sports reference, but that's what I, no. I'd like to be said. No, again, those metaphors stand true. That's pretty much what I said. You know, again, I answered my first, you know, and I, I said basically, you know what, here's the deal. Um, he may not have changed the world. But it's a better place than it was before he got here. Right. And that, and that you know, that's all I want. Some way, you know, whether my kids you go, hey, my I'm cool because my dad was here. I don't care what level. If the dude at Burger King's like, remember that one dude with a beard? He made me <laughs> smile that day. You know, so the world's better a little bit because that dude that I said his sandwich was good is whatever. Right. I don't care. The we're you all, never know what little random act of. We're all molecules, and the amount of molecules are re- relevant to me as long as somehow my molecules affect something. Right. I'm, I'm happy with that. So we don't want to leave it on a down note. Yeah, no shit. Let's open up with, <laughs> what's your happy place? You, you Again, you're stressful. This is a big one. Where do you go? And not somewhere like people, again, the, I don't want the Freddie Mercury and Jesus saying, I don't want Paris, unless you've been to Paris. But like, like where where do you go to get away to make you happy or do whatever? Like, where, Legos. where's your happy place? Legos? Legos. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I go to Legos. You know why? The, no, because I don't like Legos. The pieces fit together and they you can make them work. You know, that's the thing I love. It I can fix things. I can come up with what I want it to look like, see all the pieces, and then put them together to make what I want. It's like, it's like being God before He made daylight. Except for if you do it in the dark, you're going to make some dumb shit. Yeah. Which is why wow. most of us are here because He did. Yeah. He did it before He made light. So dumb shit happened. I don't recall the story of him making Legos, but um, I suppose that is. That's deep, you know, because I'm not a Lego guy. I'm sorry. But yeah, Legos. I don't like Legos. I've never liked Legos. My kids and my wife love Legos. 
Um, I don't. I never see. And here's this is what bothers me. You you have just squanched an an existential thing I've had for a long time, right? <laughs> and and this bothers me. So you know the Pulp Fiction. You're an Elvis guy or a Beatles guy, right? right. You remember everybody know the speech. Yeah. You know, like you can like one, but it affects other things. It's your choice. I'm an Elvis guy, right? I'm. I, it comes to all things and all variations. I'm an Elvis guy, right? I would rather have leather jacket and a motorcycle and greaser hair and something a little dirty. I'm an Elvis guy. I like the Beatles, but I'm an Elvis guy, right? I think there's a lot of these variations in life. Pudding and Jello. I'm a pudding guy, right? I can see that. I, yeah. I, I like a Jello. Don't get me wrong. I prefer it without fruit, but I like I like a Jello. Tater tots or French fries. Tater tots you know? or French fries. Yes. So there's a lot of these, okay? And um, I've always said it was action figures and Legos. Oh no! Yeah. Legos are action figures. No, that you can build the entire world around them. Uh, I don't know. The little guys. Oh, they're the best. See, when, cause I love the Lego games, and so we talk about this at work. You know, I sell video games. I love the Lego games. You played any of those? Yeah. Oh, they're a blast. And my my wife loves Legos. My actually, she did a beard competition and made a Lego beard. I, I, I saw her. Yeah, that she night. came in yeah, third. That was awesome. She actually is ranked higher in bearding than I am. Um, <laughs> but anyway, she has more trophies than I do. Uh, I have when you a, investigate what the term bearding means, that's hilarious. Yeah, so um, <laughs> they love Legos, and I just I could give a shit. And I always like when I talk to people, like I, I can't get any Legos. One, I can't do them. Like even as a dad, I'm like, no, nah, your mom. <laughs> like I am straight Lego tarded. I cannot. I can't follow the instructions. Do you remember those McDonald's Happy Meal? Like it's a two piece Lego. Yeah, I can't put it together right. I, right? I think it involves a certain amount of hallucinogens early on. No, no, no. I just can't do it. And so I never got into it. And my thought was always the action figure is pre made imagination. I'm an imaginative guy, but it's got everything I want to. Yeah, I don't know. I just and so I was like, I don't like Legos. I'm an action figure guy. So now you just squanched that, and I gotta stop seeing that work because maybe people are like, I don't get that. I love both. Maybe yeah. I'm the idiot. Am You're I? the idiot. God damn it! <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's not my pudding or Jello. Toys, no. Damn it! No, no, damn it. no. Damn it! Not damn at all. It. Yeah, I'm an action figure guy. You no, know, like you can say like, you're either Super Mario or you're Zelda, but you can't say Lego and. G.I. Joe. Yes, I guess I thought I could. Playing with your I hate hands. Legos. Yeah. I just never, I don't care for them. But they make damn fine games and movies. I love them. It just, yeah. I can turn my brain off. And as long as I have enough pieces, mm -hmm. like when I, when I run into something, I'm like, oh, I want to build this and build this. And, build, and then I, I'm like, oh, I need a piece. I need it. I get all spastic. And then to I build her drink. To build her beard, we had to go to McKay's. They have a, a Lego yes. dump bin. And I'm literally there. Again, I'm, I'm the caring spouse. I've got this black bag going, digging, I'm digging. Again, I hate Legos, but I'm like, will Did this work? Did you go in there in will a hazmat suit? Because that thing is just a soup of bacteria. Um, I don't I don't believe in that. <laughs> See, hey, hey, are you an anti-vaxxer? No, you? I'm not an anti-vaxxer. But, 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 but I'll, I'll tell you what it is. Well, so here, 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 at the radio station. No, I, I don't believe in the bacteria thing. I believe I'm the old-fashioned where if you get it in your system, you will develop antibodies to, to for it. Not for, like, polio. Right. But I'm talking about, like, kids that are like, oh, my God, get in with a sanitary wipe. Don't touch me with your – I hate sanitary wipes. I don't like the feel. I don't like the smell. I hate like, the smell. It dude, smells like a sorority girl. Mm, it's, like, it's like vodka mixed with something. I hate a, that shit. I hate baby wipes. And, as a, again, so Ooh, yeah, as a 
dad. I struggle with baby wipes. And I'm a gagger. Like, I'm one of those people that if you puke, I'm puking instantly. Like, if something smell, I'm like, oh, no, I'm good. I'm good. So I, I'm, a, I'm a horrible father in general. And baby wipes and that, I'm gagging. And so I, I'm just not that guy about, like, the sanitary wipes and the sanitary gel. Yeah, I hate that. I firmly believe if you get good and bad bacteria to a level in your system you develop it and you get used to it and it's it becomes um a, something you i get sick very rarely because again i bite my nails which yeah. this is scientifically proven people who bite their nails get sick less often because you ingest all kinds of stupid shit and your body's like i can process this i can do yeah, this a little bit I at a time yeah. yeah yeah and it's it's disgusting if you break it down that way but that it's lego fact. bin is taking a bath in it i mean it's, oh yeah so i just it's, i don't it's sweat elbow that. deep oh i'm sure i'm sure there were kids probably like snotting in it right beside me yeah but again, I was a good husband. I was elbowing kids and like, give me that piece. I need a green piece. You don't need a green piece. You've got an imagination. I've got a project. <laughs> Waylon, thank you. Thank you again. It's been a blast. Here's a chance. Plugs. Um, we didn't get much chance to talk about, you know, you being oh, an yeah. illustrator, but what else you got coming up? Uh, well, it's, uh, it's about to become spring again. That okay. means uh, yakhappy.com is going to be kicking happy. up. And I, I do a, uh, a animated yak that talks about, you know, the issues of the day. And okay. actually, that was a, I just ripped off DJ Lewis's catchphrase. <laughs> is it um, is it mostly yak-based uh, like information? Kayak. Kayaking. Okay. It's kayaking I didn't know if this was season. like a bison info, like no, a bison no, FAQ. No, it's, okay. it's, it's playing off of that because people call it yakking. Okay. You're going and yakking. And uh, so the yak talks about things. I'm the voice of the yak. That's always fun. But it's just a... Oh, a great website that uh, kind of promotes the act of kayaking. Cool. And because people, when they think kayaking, they think like crazy whitewater rafting. And, uh, nah, you can do just like this this lazy kayaking where you literally just stick it in the river and it's like a floating lounge chair full oh, of I beer. I love that. And it's Smoke just joint. so, and it's cheap. Like, <laughs> yeah. Kayaks back in the day, you know, were eight hundred dollars. Yeah, you can get them yeah. for two hundred bucks. And those are, are those so again, not knowing. I see them outside next to the garden section where Santa's going to be in you know a few weeks. Are those decent? I mean, no, like, no. they suck. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but for what you pay for them, because I mean, hell, until you do it, you don't know if you're going to enjoy right. it. You don't know if you're going to. Ah, I'm going to fall in, and you might. You know, you don't know if you're going to enjoy it until you do it. But for just a couple hundred dollar investment, you can find that out, and then. You know, you can always try and sell the kayak or just buy a new one. So this website of yours, you don't sell the stuff. You no, just we info. Just, just... We do like reviews of it. Oh, we cool. have ratings. We, we're working on a system to where we can tell you where you can put in and put out depending on where you're at. Oh, we're working okay. on a mapping system. Nice. And then a lot of it's just us telling stories and talking about things and doing videos cool. of how. Like one of the videos we shot last year, because when you walk up to a kayak and you've never been in a kayak and you're looking at it and it's in the water, the first thing I thought was, how the f- how do I get in? Yeah, because you're going to flip it over. Yeah, how do I get in without getting my butt wet? Because I got one of the sit-in kayaks because if you're careful, you can do the whole thing and not get your butt wet. And mm-hmm. I, I don't like getting my butt wet. Mm-hmm. So it's like, there I was. And the, I was like, the, how do you get in? Sit-in. I know that some like you kind of sit in a canoe by yourself. Basically, some are a one-man canoe, and some actually have the covering up to your waist where you look like a G.I. Joe. Like the yeah. G.I. Joe. So so when you say what you uh, what you said, a, a covered, uh, is that Well, it's not it? a covered. It's You sit down into it. It's only a cover if you actually put the cover on it. That's got for it, going true white water. See, I, I could do that. The other, I think, would make me feel claustrophobic. Oh, I love the I would claustrophobic. Feel trapped. Because ah. you're actually sitting under the surface of the water, and it's really cool because you can just reach out and i i love it also you can fit way more beer in it oh, because no. like it's wait, you got that wait. whole cavern inside there you can like fill it with stuff if you're on a sit on top and you kick off 
your beer, it's you know. Then you have to get your hands in the water. And I think you may have sold me, Sonny. Yeah. Ring me up. That sounds okay. You can See, put all that gear in front of you. I've done canoeing, it's great. but I've never done. I've done like two man in a canoe, and we even like did a deliverance thing where we canoed down like twelve miles camp, twelve. To, so like you can fit a lot of shit in a canoe. Yeah, I mean like and the kind of, a sitting kayak is kind of like that. Mm. You can do that on a sit on top, but you just have to latch everything down real. See, good. that's what we would do. I would take the cooler bungee cord to the canoe. That way, if it flipped, it stayed in the fucking canoe. Exactly. Because, yeah, up. what you don't want is to chase a canoe and your underwear and your <laughs> right. lunch. And I've got a quarter pound of mushrooms in that cooler. Holy shit. Like, you don't want to do that shit, you know? Exactly. Like, so you and, want it. Ooh, oh, mushrooms on a yak. Yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. It's just beautiful. Yeah. And you're you're down in the water. It's really cheap to do. You know, we live in East Tennessee, which is one of the, I mean, we have every sort of waterway known to man here. Yeah. And I mean, it's just a great place to get out, nice. get wet, unplug, get well, away from. check it out. What's the what's the website again? Yakhappy.com. Yakhappy.com. Anything else got coming up? I know uh, we talked about the highest fuck, the highest funny lander. Four twenty. Yeah. Funny as fuck lander. Funny as funny fuck, as fuck lander. lander. But uh, I'm never gonna get that right. Funny AF lander because you know you can't put fuck on things. But right. Yeah. No, 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 no. But you can put it. You know, when people ask what's the difference in a podcast and radio, I can say fuck. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, uh, that's great. Uh, I'll uh, I'll definitely have to. Uh, Remember, I'll never remember that, by the way. He'll remind me every until it happens. He'll remind me Stage every week. Diver Radio Network presents. I, no, I knew that part. Funny as fuck. Funny as fuck. Funny as fuck. Featuring Lance Adams, Whalen, Whis- yeah. Whalen Whiskey, Chase Dyer, Boston McCown, and many more. I love those guys. It's great. That's gonna Aaron be good. Yeah, it's gonna be a good time. Yeah, I've worked with all those guys. I'm, I'm super happy. Which uh, I'm oh, super Chastain's happy. Oh, coming back up from Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's so. a good one. Um, other than that, anything going on? Any other? You do again? Illustrations? Anything? For, yeah, not really. I'm. In, about to launch Yak Happy again. Um, just working on day job goodness nice, and uh, some nice. videos might Taking come out care of that. that family. So. Yeah. Well, uh, we're gonna let you get out of here and let you uh, get back to taking care of the family. We thank you so much for being oh, a guest. Oh man, man. glad this to is, have me. This, yeah, <laughs> man, this is exactly what I wanted, and so, um, and I want to thank you guys out there for listening. Again, tune in anytime here on Stage Diver Network to Debbie Radio. Um, I said it before, I, I couldn't do it without you. You know, as a stand-up comedian, it comes down to this: a comic or a crowd without a comic, still a crowd. A comic without a crowd, a narcissistic asshole with a microphone. <laughs> so I couldn't do it without you guys. I couldn't do it without Terry and, you know, wonderful Good guests stuff. like you. So uh, we'll catch you uh, next time. You play sorry, I play chess. Please, Barney, if you check me, go get some Percocets. <laughs> Yeah.